Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is the 12th day of September. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Authorities swarmed an area in northern Chester County on Monday night after another confirmed sighting of escaped murderer Danello Cavalcante. The 34-year-old is believed to be on the run in South Coventry Township, and Pennsylvania State Police say he is now armed. In a social media post just before 2 a.m. Tuesday, police said the escaped prisoner may be in the area of Ridge Road, Coventryville Road, and Daisy Point Road. Police in the air first spotted the convict in a field on the 19th block of Fairview Road on Monday night, according to sources. The area is located within a search perimeter near Route 100 uh, and Prizer Road in South Coventry Township. A pair of shoes that are believed to be Cavalcantes were found according to sources, and shortly after, investigators received reports of shots being fired. Now, 6ABC confirmed that a homeowner on the 3500 block of Coventryville Road in East Natmeal Township shot at someone matching Cavalcante's description. It's believed if the individual was hit, uh, it, it, sorry, it's unclear if the individual was hit because there was no blood found at the scene, but sources believe the person uh, was the convicted killer, and they're saying now that he gained access to a 22 rifle. Residents in East Nantmill and South Coventry Townships are asked to lock all external doors and windows, secure vehicles, and remain indoors. Owen J. Roberts School District just announced this morning that they will close today due to the increase in activity in the area. The inmate has been on the run since he broke out of the Chester County Prison on August 31st. Anyone with information is asked to call 911. I can't remember anything ever like this. You know, we've had escaped convicts, but I've, I cannot Not remember like anything like this. Going on this long yeah. uh, and a convict with uh, the crime, you know, so severe. Uh, yeah, brutal crime. And uh, obviously, they said right from the get-go, they talked about how um, how potentially lethal he could be and what, what his, you know, he was uh, had nothing to lose. Well, listen, now he has a gun? Yeah. Like, that's not going to fare well for him. Yeah. No. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so anyone with information, they're saying call 911. Now, if you have a tip, you can also uh, call the tip line that they have set up. Um, but obviously, if you see him and it's immediate, call 911. That tip line, however, if uh, you have any information, is 717-562-2987. I wonder, so we were talking about the uh, what, 100 uh, officers that were covering an eight-mile area. I want, Has has the, the ranks of people participating in this from law enforcement, I assume they've had to increase, especially now that they know that these probably aren't. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of federal and state agencies that are involved now, yeah. The Perkyoman Valley School Board did not pass a controversial bathroom policy during a vote on Monday night in Montgomery County. Policy 720 would have required students to use bathrooms that align with their biological sex, meaning transgender students would not be allowed to use the restroom that correlate with their gender identities. The proposal was sparked by a recent social media post by a dad who says his daughter encountered someone she thought may have been a boy in the bathroom. The fact of the matter is my daughter will go to school and not use the bathroom here now, said Tim Jagger, who made the social media post. He he admits that neither he or his daughter are 100% sure if the person she saw was a transgender person. The Perkyoman Valley School Board president supported the policy, which states that multi-use restrooms and locker rooms designated for one sex will be used only by that sex. Other students will be offered single-use restrooms. The superintendent in Perkyoman Valley said, uh, Perkyoman Valley Schools said a new bathroom policy is not necessary 
We have policy 103, which is non-discrimination. It calls out gender identification as a protected class, said Superintendent Barbara Russell. Meanwhile, after a 7-1 vote, Penridge School District in Bucks County recently enacted its own bathroom policy that says students can only use the bathroom of their biological sex. As Hurricane Lee makes it its way north, forecasters are watching for impacts on the Jersey Shore this week. Cape May County emergency management officials expect rip currents, beach erosion, and possible minor flooding. On Monday night, the Ocean City Beach Patrol evacuated the beach as a quick thunderstorm came through. Streams of people made their way off of the beach to escape the threat of lightning. On Sunday, a water spout was spotted from the beach in Ocean City. Cool. Yeah, I know, right? Man, I've <laughs> yeah. seen those. I see one. I say, yeah, I've seen one. I would wild. like to see one. Yeah. Uh, it's hurricane season, so the waves are going to be increasing in size, says one lifeguard. While many beachgoers have been enjoying some postseason sun, the lifeguards who are still on, do- on duty are working hard to make sure that people are safe. Their concern, uh, the strong rip currents pulling swimmers out too far with a smaller lifeguard staff on duty. Many of the lifeguards have gone back to school and no longer available to work. In Ocean City, the plan is to have guards on limited beaches through this Sunday. Some beach patrols in other towns have already uh, wrapped up for the season as all of their lifeguards have gone back to school. If you see anyone in distress in the ocean and a lifeguard is not around, you should call 911 right away. In sports this morning. The Phillies lost game one of their doubleheader against the Atlanta Braves, falling 10-8 in extra innings at the ballpark. What the f*** is it? Kevin Pillar and Orlando Arcia each had run-scoring hits in the 10th inning to lead the Braves to the win. Bryce Harper hit a two-out, two-run game-tying home run in the bottom of the ninth for the Phillies, but they weren't able to score any runs in the 10th. In the night game, the Phillies bounced back, beating the Braves 7-5. There we go. Brandon Marshomer, Jake Cave added an RBI triple, and the Phils held on for the win. Craig Kimbrell worked a shutout ninth against his former team and earned his 23rd save on the season. The series continues tonight. Uh, Zach Wheeler will get the start. The first pitch is set for 640. In Monday Night Football, the New York Jets beat the Buffalo Bills 22-16 to in overtime. Aaron Rodgers was knocked out of the game just four snaps oh, into his geez. debut with Jeez. what's believed to be an injured left Achilles tendon. Rodgers was sacked by Buffalo's Leonard Floyd and fell awkwardly awkwardly on his leg. The 39-year-old will have an MRI today after x-rays during the game were negative. And the Eagles continue to prepare for their home opener, which will be on Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings. The Eagles won their season opener against the New England Patriots, while the Vikings lost their first game, falling 20-17 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Kickoff at the link on Thursday will be at 8-15. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hey, we have tickets to that game to give away, and we are going to give them away this morning for Thursday night's game, and uh, we're going to start this right now. We have to. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's too it, big. It begins. This is courtesy of our friends from Duncan. A pair of tickets for the Eagles and uh, Vikings this Thursday at the link, and here's what you have to do. You have to watch our video stream today. Marissa, where is it? It's right behind me. Hang on a second. I'm going to go get something. For those of you who are watching, right? Are we on? Are we on YouTube yet? We're not on yet. All right. Don't start now, then. Wait a little bit. Yeah. Hang on a second. I, I thought switch. we were going to go right away now. Marissa? These early morning listeners can get a sneak peek by going to PrestonandSteve.com, and there is a photo. All right. Uh, what I'm about to explain. Yeah. So here's what we do. I have, as we speak, 
I'm getting it in my hand right now. It's at the back here by Casey's area. Here we go. A gigantic mason jar that is filled with Dunkin' coffee beans. Okay, yeah. this is filled to the top, by the way. And we actually had our interns count how many beans are oh in here God. yesterday. We had a system to do this. And yeah. It actually worked out right. So here's what you have to do. You have to guess how many coffee beans are in this jar in our studio. Now, there's a picture like Marissa said online, but it might be better if you see it on video to give you some perspective and size. I'll hold it right next to my head. Yes. And you can say, how many beans would Preston's head hold? I have a small head. We should hold it next to Nick's head. Actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real comparison. So anyhow, uh, and all you have to do is guess the amount. The closest without going over is going to be our winner in the event we Love it. A tie. We will draw a winner at random from among those tied. But I, you'd have to be, I don't know if anybody will tie, get the same number or not. Um, but go to PrestonSteve.com. We have details and how you can enter and all that stuff, how you can um, enter your guess number-wise to us. This all is a, like a classic state fair contest where yep. they would have a jar filled with gumballs or something. You had to guess how many was in there. I love this. Yep. So uh, we are excited and we'll have a winner at the end of the show today. Yes. All, all right. right. We'll have your chance to get on board. And uh, keep in mind, Eagles fans, every Monday through December 25th, Duncan Rewards members can get a free medium hot or iced coffee with a purchase. Uh, limited one per member per Monday. Exclusions apply and charges and terms may apply as well. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. So that's underway, and I will continue to remind you throughout the course of the day that that is happening. We also have Tattoo Tuesday, so text word tattoo to three nine three three three. We have a chance to win Preston Steve uh, themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street, and we have a bunch of people on the program today. We will have in our studio our buddy Craig Gas. Yeah, hilarious. It's been a while. He will be performing at Resorts Casino in Atlantic City on Friday and Saturday, so we will talk to him. We will also have um, his name is uh, Bertie. Gregory, and he has a new six-part series series that is on Disney Plus tomorrow. It's a Nat Geo thing. Yeah, they're they're, they're amazing those it's specials. Animals up and close with Birdie Gregory. So we will check in with him. Pretty fascinating stuff. You talk to these people that do these uh, <laughs> these documentaries. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah, and. Eddie Izzard will be on the show today performing at the Kimmel Cultural Campus on September 14th and 15th this week. So we have a full boat today and we have other things as well to get to. I just wanted to get all that out there wide in the opening. Oh, and we are also going to announce the winners of the Preston and Steve Show Side Stage Live Band Karaoke for the MMRBQ this Saturday. So we will get to that around 8 o'clock this morning. So I want to break now because it's already late and we have some stuff to get to. We have the entertainment report this stupid question. We'll come back with all of that and the back to school A to Z. We're in the buzz and we have a big chunk of awesome songs to play for you this morning. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to reiterate this all morning long. Our friends at Duncan have given us two tickets to give away to the Philadelphia Eagles home opener against the Vikings on Thursday at the link. And to enter, you have to guess how many coffee beans are in the giant jar of coffee beans that we have here in the studio. Um, you can see it right now on the stream. I believe you can see it. I'd never know. No, ah, hell. We don't stream this segment because I think... Uh, we don't stream this we segment We stream the, the, the we... beginning of the segment because we play too many copyrighted songs when you go through the birthdays. So the screen uh, kind of starts after birthdays and everything. So right now, if you want to see the jar, okay. just go to PrestonandSteve.com. You can never go wrong by directing anybody to PrestonandSteve.com. Thank you. PrestonandSteve.com. But I want it on the stream, man. God damn it! Get it on. And what about those, <laughs> those pictures, pictures I was supposed to see? see? Two! All right, anyhow, go to PrestonandSteve.com. Details on how you can enter. It, essentially, you have to guess the amount without going over. Uh, the closest two wins, if we have a tie, we will choose randomly from those ties. Have, have you ever won one of these contests? We, no. I did one time with a gumball. Uh, no kidding. There were gumballs in it. I, I came closest. Okay. I didn't guess the exact amount, but I, I came closest. Nice. My parents always did it on uh, Easter with jelly beans. Oh. And there was, like, there was like a $20 prize for the a grandkids. A little household thing? It was for the grandkids. It, was, awesome. it didn't exist when I was a kid. But I love not- that. Until, uh, grandkids. All right, let's ask a stupid question. We'll give something else away. We're going to give away a pair of tickets for uh, Four Walls, the Always Sunny podcast live. And it's Saturday, September 23rd at the Man Center. The question I have for you this morning, geological question. <laughs> Geographical question. Sorry, not geological. Uh, <laughs> which, which two Great Lakes are connected by the Straits of Mackinac? Two one five two six three WMMR the old Straits I've been of Mackinac. Wait for a Straits of Mackinac question. Let's see if you know which two Great Lakes are connected by the Straits of Mackinac. Two one five two six three WMMR. <laughs> we'll go through the birthdays while we await your answer. Today being the ninth, uh, I'm sorry, the twelfth day of September. Jennifer Hudson celebrates her birthday today. She is forty two years old. Super talented. Is she an egot? Uh, I, I want to say she might be. She might be an EGOT, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not 100% I sure. I think she is. Uh, amazing singer. Yeah. Fantastic. Double and, rainbow. And was the, uh, uh, you know, 
didn't win American Idol, she did which not. proves that sometimes some of the most talented people aren't the actual win. winners yeah. of that show. She has a talk show, which yeah. is okay. She turns 42 today. Then we have Emmy Rossum, who you remember from Mystic River and The Day After Tomorrow, and Kathy Shameless. Shameless, yeah. Yep. She was, I stopped watching when she left. Uh, that she, sort of was like, uh, all like right. She was pretty, she was like naked a fair amount, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she, constantly on that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She liked to get naked. Uh, which is wild. I would, I would not have called that. Yeah, she was kind of like the one that held the mess together. Yeah. She's 37 today. Then we have Joey Pants, Joe Pantoliano, mm-hmm. who's been in everything from The Sopranos to The Matrix to Risky Business to The Fugitive. He's been in tons of stuff throughout He's the great. years. Uh, he is fantastic. He turns uh, 72 years old today. Uh, we also have, what is this? That's The Sopranos. That's oh, the Sopranos. Okay, sorry. Uh, we also have Nina Blackwood, original MTV VJ. Didn't we interview her? Probably. I think we did around the uh, the anniversary. At some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. She has a, she has a very smoky voice now. That's as right. in, she has smoked a whole lot. <laughs> uh, she turns uh, 68 years old today. She was the gothy VJ, uh, the counterpart to Martha Quinn. I always saw her as more, I, I, the rumor was she was in Playboy or something. Like yeah, that that's what I heard too. When she was out. Uh, yeah, she was kind of the more sexy one. Uh, Jerry Beckley, who is a singer and guitarist of the band America. Love America. Turned 71 years Love old today. Her. Agreed. Great songs from that band. First concert I ever saw. No way. Yeah. What uh, What venue? Westbury Music Fair. Oh, man. Yeah. And it was theater in the round. It was awesome. And so, so they rotated. Uh, were they on a rotating you know, stage? I don't or? remember okay. if they. Sometimes bands didn't rotate because they had so much crap plugged in. You know, right? They kept losing audio every time. So. Mm. Great band. Yeah. They, every now, every ten minutes, they have to stop and replug everything that came out as it rotated. Yeah, around. I'm not sure they rotated. Uh, so uh, he is celebrating his 71st birthday today. Actress Rachel Ward. Who you remember from the movie Against All Odds, and I really don't know much other than that. Uh, wouldn't she be also uh, uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid? I don't know. Yeah, I, I believe so. She is, yes. Uh, yes. She's the one whose breasts fall out of whack. Your breasts she... roll out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that one. It's, it's great. I, You know what, Nick? It's um, uh, Steve and I love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's really goofy. They take clips from old uh, film noir films, uh, de- detective movies, yes, and, they, yeah. and they incorporate it. Was, it was a, a passion project for Steve Martin. It, okay. was. it was. It was a tribute to film noir. Yeah. What, exactly. And it's, I think it's hilarious. There's some, because you Dude. know. We're doing a coffee bean contest oh this morning. Oh, my God. We there's, should get that scene. There's a hilarious coffee <laughs> yeah. segment really? where he's making coffee, Nick, right. which it's a gag. But Steve and I crack up every time we talk about <laughs> it's it. It's Burt Lancaster is, uh, you know, in, in the other room. And they're, they're clipping from oh. the actual movie that he's in. And so uh, Steve Martin goes, I'll make you coffee. I'll make it strong. My Java. And, my Java. And he's, he's shaking it out. And, and Nick, it's one of those endless shh, shh. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. I was talking yesterday on. about how much I love Steve Martin, but uh, yet I have not yet seen this one. Um, By the Steve- way, this was this was doing Gump type stuff before you know where they're incorporating yeah. old footage with new footage. All right, so Steve, yeah. I, I, um, I don't quite understand. So Burt Lancaster, Carl uh, Reiner, these guys were it was archive footage that they weaved yes. in. Yeah, yes. they they weaved in footage from classic like Double Indemnity and other gotcha. classic noir films yeah. and worked him um, in. Humphrey Bogart, Cary Grant, Veronica Lake, Ingrid yeah. Bergman, wow. Betty. Uh, uh, um, uh, Hutton? No. Nah, uh, Davis? 
Betty Davis. Yeah, yeah there's tons of them. So, uh, but it's worth checking out. So okay. she's in that. Uh, that would be Rachel Ward. She is 66 today. Uh, Maria Muldar. Oh. Singer of Midnight at the Oasis. Sing your camel to bed. Is that her only hit? It had to be, right? I believe so. And, and you know, stay to have it. You know what's funny? No, I, I had, I, I was, for some reason, the algorithm on YouTube threw up a video <laughs> of uh, John Lennon and Paul Simon uh, at the Grammys introducing uh, an award category. And it was for Record of the Year. And one of the songs that was up for Record of the Year was Midnight at the, the Oasis. Oasis. Steve, I believe it won. Did it win? I think it wow. won. Wow. Yeah. That was a that was a big it hit. Was a huge hit. Yeah. yeah. So she's 81 years old today. Uh, ben McKenzie, you remember from Gotham? He was great in Gotham. He, yeah, he was uh, Chief Gordon. Uh, in the OC, and he is 45 Do you today. You know, he is right. He is, a, he is like a cryptocurrency expert. He wow. has made himself one of the foremost experts on cryptocurrency. Did not know that. And he's also married to uh, Baccarina, uh, to um, oh, Marina Baccarina. Yeah. Marina Baccarina. She's yeah. married to the Macarena. She's gorgeous. Uh, speaking of gorgeous, Nick, for you, Sydney Sweeney's birthday. Oh, today. wow. White Lotus and Euphoria, and she turns 26 Her years old. Her character in White Lotus wow. completely ruined it for me. Me too. I, I'll um, tell you what, though. If yeah. you want to see if you're capable of a boner, watch the new Rolling Stones video. Uh, it is yeah. boner-inducing. Yeah. I will agree with or you. Or the, uh, the sex scene in Euphoria. Oh. Who was she in White Lotus? <laughs> she was in the second season. You remember the two teenage girls? First season, the first. first season. It was the first season. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. The two teenage girls. She was the daughter. She was, yeah, she was the blonde. Okay. Uh, she kind of snooty. Yep, and, yep, yep. I didn't yeah. like the way she treated her brother. Well, <laughs> I like the way she treated everybody. everybody. She was bitchy and she was one of those constantly bored. But uh, she yeah. uh, she's good in the video. Yeah. 26 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to a stupid question. Which two Great Lakes are connected by the Straits of Mackinac? 215-263-WMMR. We'll go to Chris and see if we get the answer. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good, buddy. All right, Chris, the two great lakes that are connected by the Straits of Mackinac are? Lake Huron and Lake Michigan. You are correct. <laughs> Hang on, buddy. Going to give you a pair of tickets as Four Walls presents the Always Sunny Podcast live Saturday, September 23rd at the Man Center. President Steve, welcome the gang back to Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. All right, let's get to some of these stories. This one's pretty intense. Kathy Griffin shared a difficult personal story on TikTok yesterday, or actually on Sunday, in response to Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis writing letters of support for their That 70 Show co-star Danny Masterson. Griffin got visibly emotional as she opened up, I didn't know about this, about trying to get her late brother, who was an alleged pedophile, arrested. Oh. I had heard a little bit about that. I thought that was only a rumor, and then she's she verifies it. Regarding Masterson, she said the notion that this guy was also convicted of drugging these women, uh, that is such serious stuff that I don't really care that when they were working on that 70s show that he was a good guy to work with. Uh, she went on to explain how difficult it is for sexual assault cases to even go to trial. As she recalled contacting authorities after learning that her own brother, Ken Griffin, molested two children at an apartment building where he was the super. She oh said, now God. this was my brother. So I don't want to hear about Ashton and Mila and Giovanni Giovanni Rabisi and other people that feel that they had to stick up for Danny Masterson because he was their bro. He was their buddy. Uh, the actress said, the point is, 
Blood was not thicker than water in my case. And if you know that somebody is committing sexual assault, you should do something if you can. My God, at least try. So I had no idea about that story about her brother. On the other side of the coin in this, I don't think anyone's suggesting that uh, Mila Kunis and uh, Ashton Kutcher knew that Danny Masterson was a rapist, right? No, but the, the, no. the issue is they they just shouldn't have said anything, right? Right? Yeah. yeah you know, why? like it, all, it, just to just stay quiet on. It. They can be they friends asked, with them. They, they can, they can support him, but they yeah. can, I, I know, but yeah. they don't have to say anything. Right, and, right. and that's the decision that they made. And so I, I understand the blowback against them, and, because, and I like both of those people, but they just should have shut up. It comes after the conviction, wherein yes. lies right the and if you couldn't have yeah. seen yeah. that coming, especially when it, it, he's found guilty, yeah. Uh, yeah you, I mean, this is this is what. They're dealing with now. Yep. Uh, Kate Winslet shared how she mentally prepared to shoot nude scenes for her forthcoming movie, Lee, a biopic about photographer and photojournalist Lee Miller. Not about Bruce Lee? In a cover story for Vogue. Lee, 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 Lee. <laughs> published on Monday. Uh, Miller photographed the events of World War II for Vogue, and she sometimes posed topless for other photos as well. So Kate said, you know, I had to be really effing brave about letting my body be its softest version of itself and not hiding from that. Uh, she said, I know better than to waste precious energy on criticizing my physical self. Some of the most powerful topless World War II pictures <laughs> come from that era, Preston. She said, I think any woman is better off just saying, I believe in myself. It doesn't matter what other people think. This is who I am. Let's get on with it. Do you know that in the original Guadalcanal, the raising of the flag, the American flag, there was a topless woman there that they asked to step out. Oh, I didn't know that. By the way, she's shown her boobs more times than at, who, you know, at this point. Tremendous amount. Be whoever you are. What was the movie where matter. she was the, the um, case? You, 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 it's one of your faves. Um, uh, God, well, she's, uh, it's a younger man. And oh, for, Wonder Wheel. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah. right. And she's, she's, she's in like a, what do you call it? The, that New York. Uh, oh, Coney Island? Bluff, Coney Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It is, it's she's snaky in that one too. I love her, and uh, but hey, listen. I mean, she's older now, and uh, you know yeah. her, her body is responding differently. Things uh, lay differently. You That's know? okay so, though. She's a, a great actress, and she's uh, she's always been an attractive woman. Yeah. After taking their romance public at a recent Beyonce concert in Los Angeles, U.S. Weekly or Us Weekly reports that Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet were spotted together at the U.S. Open oh, in boy. New York City on Sunday. I'm so excited for this, Preston. One photo shows the pair kissing with their arms around each other. And another photo shows a Kardashian star running her hands uh, through the actor's hair. <laughs> so they are doing full-on PDA public displays of affection. So they're not holding back at all. Hey, Ken Jennings returned to host Jeopardy on Monday, kicking off the game show's 40th season. He will continue as the sole host of both the flagship show and Celebrity Jeopardy. So these are regurgitated questions now, correct? Yes. Clues. So but the show has been on for so long that you'd be hard-pressed to find people who know that these were repeated questions. Do you know what they were able to do, though? Though, though there was, and I don't know if you guys were watching, but there was a question that pertained to the Barbie movie. Okay. Which would, now mind you, it could have occurred at the beginning of the year, you know, yeah. so, but it was still looked, it seemed fairly contemporary, but, um, yeah. 
Former co-host uh, Mayim Bialik uh, stepped down from hosting at the end of season 39 in May out of solidarity with striking writers making the syndicated game show the first affected by the strikes. And at the time, Jennings called was called a scab for not walking out with Bialik. But his podcast co-host, uh, John Roderick, assured the public that at the time, uh, Jennings is a SAG member in good standing and that some fans had no idea how organized labor functions. A rep for SAG after confirmed on Monday that since the quiz show is a network television code show, it is is not part of the TV theatrical streaming contract and is not struck. Rough. The same exem- exemption uh, applies uh, from the Actors Guild for Drew Barrymore, who announced plans to bring back her daytime show despite the strikes. However, the Writers Guild is not happy with the actress. Uh, pickets started Monday outside of the studio where her talk show tapes. And in fact, um, there was a story that was uh, apparently some members were picketing outside of the studios and they handed out pins that read Writers Guild on strike to audience members as they entered the building. Uh, two audience members told the other that they were asked to leave the taping of the show because one of them was wearing one of the pins inside the studio. Mm. So, so a couple, you know, they were a little bit uh, put off by that, I believe. So she's the question is is, is obviously she has writers on the show who are writing, so that's that's the issue because that would be in direct violation of the of the strike, correct? Uh, I guess. I don't know how they're working this one. Uh, and according to the Hollywood Reporter Daytime Talk shows, The Talk, The Jennifer Hudson Show, and Sherry are all following Andrew Barrymore Show's footsteps. All three shows are set to resume filming new episodes as the strike continues. I need my talk. Uh, meanwhile, The Kelly Clarkson Show has not yet announced a return date for the 2023-2024 uh, season as of yet, but some of these are getting underway. The cool thing about The Talk is that if you watch it, you'll never have the desire to talk ever again in your life. <laughs> they yeah, all the talking for you. of the will to live. <laughs> uh, by the way, speaking of these talk shows, Whoopi Goldberg returned for the 27th season of The View on Monday after missing the premiere last week due to a case of COVID. Uh, Deadline reported that the ghost actress received a standing ovation upon returning and said, I missed you too to the audience. Yeah, I watched, uh, by the way, a little bit of the the stand, the uh, the new ser- series pressed a little yeah. bit of it. And she's good in it, but I see what you mean about it, it just... Uh, um, it just wasn't firing. Yeah. Yeah. And part of it was, if you, if you didn't see it yet, uh, The Stand, it's on Apple, I believe. Um, Paramount Plus. Or is it on Paramount Plus? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't care for um, the Skarsgård, the guy playing Flag. He's not no, charismatic No, enough. the original guy was really good. I agree. All right. Speaking of charismatic, and we didn't get a chance to play this yesterday, apparently Rocky met the Pope. Uh, Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone uh, met the Pope at the Vatican, and I've not listened to this as of yet. What was the why? Any idea why he was, he was on, there? He was on vacation with oh. his family in okay. Italy, and and Brother Frank was with him. They had arranged to uh, get a papal audience. And uh, it was actually pretty cool. He was done up to the nines. He, he wasn't wearing a wife beater. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so here you go. All right, this is uh, Rocky talking yeah. to Popey. Here we go. So good to meet you. This is my wife. Good morning. Father. My daughters. Daughters. <laughs> this is my daughters. Do you have daughters here in Italy? <laughs> Did he really just do that American thing where he slowed down yeah. and he's yeah, over-pronouncing? He did it the whole time. Okay. I love my, your white beanie. Oh, God. Daughters. Daughters. Oh, my God. Three. He's three Manny. Thank you. <laughs> and my brother, Frank. And this is Frank. Uh, over here. Uh, Frank, you got any food? <laughs> this is the hanger-on. 
My brother from Holy Father. Well, thank you very much for taking time of your busy days. We appreciate this very much. I'm honored. Oh, thank you. I'm honored too. We grew up with your film. <laughs> Ready? We box. You said we grew up with, with your films Where? in Brazil. I love you in the stop where my mom will shoot. In what the country that is revered as the greatest film of all time. That turns out to be his favorite. Oh, At my. first, I... She was a golden girl. Yeah. At first, when I looked, I thought uh, Taylor Swift was standing next uh, to him. His daughter, yeah. His wife. Oh, it's his wife? It's his oh, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jennifer Flavin? And, and then I, like, zoomed in. I'm like, okay, she looks older, but she kind of looks like Taylor Swift. And this is Taylor Swift, and this is Cisco, <laughs> and this is Drake. I don't know what they're doing here. They're muscling in on my time to pop. Daughters? Yes, my, my daughters. This is my hiney. Hang on, I gotta do that one more time. Hold on. This is my wife. Good morning. Holy my daughters. <laughs> daughters. In America, we call them daughters. <laughs> do we what call do him? you call them here in Italy? It's <laughs> just terrible. Do we call him Holy Father? Is I, think you, I think you would well, call the Pope Holy Father, would you not? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I, I remember when uh, Cardinal Kroll did our uh, my confirmation. I think we called him Your Eminence, right? Uh, your Holiness or Holy Father? Okay. Your I knew a guy. I knew a guy who met him in, and he called him Papa. Ah, oh, yeah. Really? Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Did you see, I, think, I would like to serenade you now with Drinkenstein. I think it was uh, oh it's Italian, I guess. Uh, you know, saying it Papa rather than Father. A mad scientist. <laughs> Who creates a monster, and they referred to this, and he did not have a daughter, <laughs> as Drinkenstein. My daughters? Oh, my God. This is my son is this? <laughs> uh, Papa is Pope in Italian. Oh, it is. Ah. Okay, sorry. I knew that. Okay. Oh, so it's uh, it's not Papa Roach, it's Pope Roach. It's Pope, right. Pope Roach. Okay. Exactly. Cool. Mm-hmm. Pizza. My guy. daughters? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, real quick with the Papa thing. Uh, is that um, the ghost reference, Papa Emeritus? Is that Pope? I believe so. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. A ghost? Yes. Yeah. Correct, uh, yes. Huh. All right. Daughters? My daughters? By the way, I have to make poo poo. Is there a bathroom in here? You know what's funny is when people overpronunciate, they end up mispronouncing. I just daughters. Yeah, but he was. You know, was very sweet. As oh, he's clear. I mean, how could you not? I don't care. One of the the greatest pieces of footage I think was Brian Gumble and Jane Pauley when they were uh, Pope John Paul. They they were walking through the Vatican and they were doing some sort of coverage and they did not. He was just walking out. You know, I think I think he was on his on the way to the gym or whatever. But anyway, they encountered the Pope. Have you ever seen this footage, Preston? And uh-huh. they're like. <laughs> And they could not believe it. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, you're talking about a, a tremendously important figure. Yes. Yeah. Very, very influential figure, for sure. So. My daughter. Yeah. <laughs> you're what? Daughter. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Right. I didn't understand you. 
All right, a uh, couple of other stories. Um, Ed Sheeran can officially add professional wedding crasher to his resume. Uh, in video posted to Sheeran's Instagram, he plays a yet-to-be-released track for a couple getting ready to exchange vows at a Las Vegas wedding chapel. I didn't grab the audio. Did you want to hear this? Because I didn't know if you were going to hit this. Uh, yeah. If you want. Yeah. I mean, it, we don't have to have it. But, have it yeah. uh, the clip kicks off with the couple revealed to be couple? Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan and Carter Linfield holding each other's hands and preparing to say I do when Sheeran with his acoustic guitar guitar and a few backup singers emerges to play Magical from his forthcoming album Autumn Variations. That's very cool. So I guess they didn't know this was going to happen? Apparently not. Wow. Are they fans of Ed Sheeran? I don't know. Wouldn't that be wild if they didn't know who he was? I mean, not everybody knows who he is. I would think... very successful, but, you know... In this kind of situation, do your people sort of... Maybe. ...feel them out a little bit so you don't end up with a bad moment? Uh, Sheeran, sorry, sings on the chorus, uh, this is how it feels to be in love, this is magical, this is magical, this is how it feels to be in love, this is magical, this is magical. (laughs) Okay. Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo, Yeah, magic. Yeah, magic. Yeah, the uh, astonished pair after saying "I do" asked uh, for a photo of Sharon, <laughs> who signed their marriage certificate as a witness. <laughs> so that was pretty nice. I would love to. Uh, well, we had a very we had a destination wedding with not a lot of people, so it, it would probably be bizarre to have a celebrity crash. Mm-hmm. But Maybe uh, they would bring their doctor. Yeah, with doctor. Them. Yeah. Doctor. All right, and then I, I mentioned I would uh, I would mention this. I did mention you it. Mentioned, I was you were mentioning it. Now you're mentioning no, it. Yeah. You're mentioning you said you're allow myself to introduce myself. <laughs> uh, so get ready for a very share Christmas. Oh. The Believe singer confirmed that her first holiday album is on the way with a pair of recent Instagram posts. Uh, she wrote in one of them, "Are you spending Christmas with me?" Um, and this was on Instagram. She captioned a holiday appropriate picture of her standing on a massive snowball, wearing an oversized white button-down shirt and wide leg blue jeans with twinkling rhinestones with red and silver metallic ornaments floating and then she captioned the second (laughs) that was Santa Claus (laughs) (laughs) captioned the second teaser post sharing over the weekend Christmas ready uh, but I've got nothing to wear and the photo featured share in a platinum blonde wig while wearing a metallic sequin floor length gown with a frozen tundra as the backdrop so I, I, I mentioned, yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Can you hear the bell? Uh, there was a Clutch's Corner episode on MeTV, and it was a, a, a um, chair fanatic. And they had all these Bob Mackey costumes that she wore throughout the Sunny and Chair show, Preston. Yeah. She, I didn't realize she was so tiny. I mean, she she's was. really small. And yeah. Too, yeah. So it's, it's a Cher Christmas album, she oh. said. Uh, she said uh, she was talking about um, she didn't say when it's going to be released but she said a little bit about it and she said it's not your mother's Christmas album uh, she's, she's really really excited because there's millions of people on it and I've never had duets I've never had people on any of my records no 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 duets with Sonny well, that, and also apparently she did one with Peter Cetera that she doesn't really remember. <laughs> I completely forgot. Yeah. Uh, she no ke- plastic surgery. <laughs> she kept mum about exactly who will be featured on the album since the collaborations were a last-minute thing, she said, but did say the artist's features are special. So we'll see when that comes out. All right, uh, let's get to clips now. 
In Eight Found Dead, a relaxing desert getaway descends into mayhem and bloody murder. And in this clip, star Allie Trasher points out that behind the scenes, it was never about individual actors. I'm going to put it out there. The cast, it was a whole variety of people, and it was never about that. It was just, we're all coming together out here in the desert, and weird things are happening. Oh, shut up, woman. Eight Found Dead is in theaters now. I watched the trailer for this over the weekend, and I, I bought it. I still have to watch it, but it looks pretty good. All right, here's our next. Opa! The Portocaluses head to the homeland after their family patriarch, Gus, passed away. And in this clip, Andrea Martin talks about the reunion of the My Big Fat Greek Wedding cast. To reunite with all my castmates, well, it was particularly dynamic because we all met in Greece. Uh, I mean, after all these years to see everybody in our homeland and uh, the movie's homeland, that was pretty powerful and very emotional, actually, um, especially since Michael Constantine was not there. I don't I don't want to I don't think I want to see it. Uh, I love Andrea Martin. I know she's awesome. Too. Oh, my God. I, so I've gotten on an SCTV kick, the original series, Preston. Yeah. And they're all available on you. There's a YouTube channel. That character used to do, used to do Edith Prickley. Do you remember that character? What was her shtick? She was like, just a loud mouth, body. I'm sure you know, I loud know Loud clothing, yep. you know, just, just, but hilarious. Yep. So, um, my big fat Greek wedding three is in theaters now, by the way. And there you go. Entertainment report for today. All right. We have a whole lot happening today. So let me give you a, a quick rundown of what's shaking if you just tuned in. So, uh, we do have Tattoos Day. So, yes. that's for a tattoo to 39333. We'd like you to win that. We are going to be announcing the MMR side stage live band karaoke singers. We'll get to that close to eight o'clock. We also have three guests on the program. Kyle Gass is stopping by today. The great. Yep, Craig, he's going to guess, not Kyle Gass. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great to have <clears throat> Kyle, but. Sorry, thank you. I was thinking Tenacious <laughs> D. Craig Gass will be on the program. He's going to be at Resorts Casino in AC Friday and Saturday. Uh, we also have Bertie Gregory, who is from uh, Nat Geo Disney Plus. Tomorrow is an uh, event called Animals Up Close. Bertie Gr- Gregory. I said Gory. <laughs> These names are My glasses, man. All right. And uh, Eddie Izzard will be on the show today as well. Now, with all of that, we also have tickets to the Eagles home opener to give away on Thursday. That is courtesy of Duncan. Here's what you do. Go to PrestonandSteve.com for details on how to enter and guess. We have a giant jar filled with coffee beans. Duncan coffee beans. If you... Come closest without going over to how many coffee beans are in there. You can win those tickets. If we have a draw, we're going to randomly draw from, or if we have a uh, tie, we're going to randomly draw from the tie and give away those tickets. Depending on how um, deep you want to go into this, you could find out the size of an average coffee bean and try to guesstimate the volume of the jar and work out a little bit of mathematics. You do you. You, you do, do it how you, you want yeah. to do it. Uh, so all the pictures are available. And we're also going to have, we're going to try to put a live camera on the. Yes. Uh, it's on. Uh, is it on now? Yeah. Okay, so you can now see that live streaming on Preston and Steve's uh, YouTube channel. So yes. please check that out. All right, we have through the morning to enter it, but you, you enter it by going to PrestonandSteve.com. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second. A lot happening today. Stay with us, all right? Join the MMR fam for MM Barbecue, our all-day end-of-summer festival, Saturday at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Shine down. Billy Idol, Larkin Poe, Aaron Jones, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, Tiger Cub, and Vixen 77. Are we doing on the barbecue? Plus the Preston.
Preston and Steve's Side Stage with Sidearms Live Band Karaoke, a Jackie Bam Bam DJs, and PNS Pals, Don McCloskey and Band. Gates open at noon. And tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for details or hit up WMMR.com. Don't miss MMRBQ 2023 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Meineke. Doing car care right. Also by Pro Team Collision and Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue. Nick, would you do me a favor? Can you grab grab the uh, the coffee bean yeah. uh, jar and hold it up to the camera next to your head so yes. people can get an idea of size-wise what we're talking about here? Yeah. Uh, so here's what we've done. We have taken a whole bunch of Dunkin' coffee beans. We have placed them in this gigantic mason mason jar, or I guess it's not yeah. really a mason jar, but... What, what would you call that kind of jar? I forgot what the, the, the airtight ceiling jar. Yeah. It says uh, Yorkshire on the side of it. It's, it's a Yorkshire, Yorkshire jar. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, you have to guess how many beans are in that without going over, and uh, the person closest to will win the tickets. If we have a tie, say if we have the people that get the closest, they have the exact same number, <laughs> we will draw randomly the winner for it. And here's how you enter your guess. You go to PrestonandSteve.com, and all the details are right there, including pictures of them. Yes. So you can kind of look at it. If you can't see it on our stream, you can go to PrestonandSteve.com. You'll be able to see that there. So, uh, Nick, she wants you to lower I'm way not down. doing it right. There you go. That's way better. We can see it much, much better. Yeah. Uh, right. Now, you, if you remember, if you go back into the show's history, we, we did it one time fill Nick's skull with coffee beans. Right. Yes. Yeah. So if you can remember. get that amount. Yep. I'll stay there, Nick. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> keep in mind, uh, Eagles fans, every Monday through December 25th, uh, Duncan's Rewards members can get a free medium hot or iced coffee with a purchase. Limited one member, one per member per Monday. Exclusions, additional charges and terms may apply. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. So we're doing that through the course of the program today. So it's all done online. So go over there to PrestonandSteve.com. You have a chance to win tickets to the home opener. There's something very Mayberry about this approach. I love this kind of thing. It's like a flashback. Old school. Great. Thank you to Duncan for the coffee. All right. So interesting article uh, came out the other day. Steve had sent this over to me. And I've seen a little bit uh, bandied about um, about this. Um, And it's about... Essentially, the social interaction that you have with uh, people in retail and more specifically, uh, baby boomers and the silent generation are saying that supermarket self-checkouts for are uh, actually increasing loneliness and wiping out one of their last remaining social interactions. So baby boomers are, are experiencing this more. However, like Gen Zers are gravitating towards self-checkout, correct? correct. Yeah. yeah. So here's an example. 83-year-old uh, Marlis Myers, when she lost her husband, it was her local Albertsons cashier who provided solace. Workers like Sharon Helcher are determined to maintain that special bond with the elderly as even, uh, even as uh, almost half of checkout lanes in the U.S are now automated. Uh, so for this woman, uh, going to that person yeah. uh, at her local store is important to have that little relationship. And in fact, <laughs> it delves into a little bit about that being an important part of society. people in general. Yeah, people people crave that interaction. You, and we were deprived of it for a, a couple of years, at least on a, on a broader scale. And you, that may be, I know throughout my life when I've had, just like a Duncan, when I worked at Dunkin' Donuts, there were, there were like a couple of old people that came in, you knew that was their interaction for yeah. the day. That was it. Yep. And they loved it. It provided them uh, in, uh, you know, 
the human touch, and it was something that meant a lot to them, and, and they they were very um, sort of um, familial uh, with the uh, you know the, the 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 people behind the counter. It meant a lot for years, and I haven't done it in a while. I would uh, I would stop off at uh, Wawa on the way into work, right. Every day. And I, I quit doing it a few years ago. I found it a little more uh, convenient to make my coffee at home and, and have my stuff ready to go. And I would just save a handful yeah. of minutes so I could get here and get some extra work done. But for years and years and years, I would stop by Wawa every single morning on the way into work. And it was the same people I saw yeah. all the time. That handful of, you know, overnight workers. Uh, the radio in stars here. Uh-huh. But no, you got to know them. And through the years, all of a sudden, you'd be like, hey, where'd so-and-so yeah. go? And yeah. then they were they were gone. Uh, yeah, they moved on to something else. My man Nate wasn't at the Wawa this morning. What? I was a little upset. Yeah. You always talk about Nate. Nate's my man. Nate and Melissa. Right. And I see them. Uh, so Melissa's the second half of the week. Nate's the, Nate's the first half of the week. <laughs> and uh, Nate wasn't there on a Tuesday. And Steve, it, it threw me off a little bit. Yeah, let me tell you, the 7-Eleven uh, uh, in Roxborough, I would go in and there used to be a woman. Uh, now, this is years ago, but I'd go in fairly consistently. And she was called Mom. And they, they hired her specifically to sort of, you know, take care of the caf- the, the coffee area. And then she wasn't there. And she she, she passed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope Nate's okay. Real quick, uh, I consider it a successful morning if I can get Nate to smile because yeah. he's, he's not always the happiest in the not morning. Not a smiler. No, and uh, but so uh, when I and I tried, Nate, how many coffee beans do you think would fit in my head? When I tried to trick him last week into thinking that I was a teacher, I, I got him to crack a smile. It made me feel good about myself. <laughs> you said you were a teacher. Yeah, with like so a free coffee. Well, he asked, yeah, right? Yeah, he, yeah, thought yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he thought you were a teacher. Uh, I always look for Deb at Target there you because go. she is, and whether she is doing the actual checkout counter or sometimes she sits at the self-checkout, uh, and they kind of have somebody like directing people to make sure they keep that line moving. But uh, no matter where she is, I try to find her and use her line. So let me ask you guys, so do if you're in a place and you have the option of a self-checkout as opposed to a manned checkout area, do you, which do you default to? Depends. So if I'm at a grocery store, I will do the man one because sometimes I'll have some things from produce and yeah. I don't want to go through the process of entering in the uh, right. the produce number yes. and weighing and all that stuff because sometimes I can't freaking see the damn number on the sticker. Nothing odd here. Uh, so I will do that. Uh, but if I'm at a um, at a pharmacy or something like that and they have a self checkout, I, I can't will, read it. There's no there's no words on it. <laughs> I will generally go for that. Okay, you know, Steve. It depends. I love packing my own groceries because sometimes they don't put them in the right bags because oh, sure. certain things in certain bags. Right. Uh, even at Target, like you- certain things that go like they, they're not going to know these bags go upstairs at my house. So <laughs> that, those bags need to be contained. Even at with- Target. When, oh, yeah, when absolutely. At, when at the grocery store, though, I'm very particular on how I put things on the belt. Oh, yeah. Like all, oh. all produce Same. goes yes. together. Oh. Correct. All cold things go Good. together. All yeah. meat goes together. All that stuff. You I know do. me. I, 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 bread I, is last. I square off everything Everything's at angles. No, I don't so do that. I go crazy, you know, for the for that sort of. Thing. However, I'm probably buying less than you guys are at the supermarket, mm-hmm. right? So I'm I'm just running in and out. So I always use the self checkout, unless um, the the missus asks for a bottle of wine or something. Then, then I, you, you, have, you can't self checkout. Right. And and you know what too? Like it, it depends on how much stuff you have. Because if I do have like a really large order, I prefer to go to somebody because and I will help them bag I, it. Do you like that? Yeah. You like that interaction, or, or do you chat it up a little bit? Oh with, yeah, with yeah. Deb. Well, 
Yeah, oh, Deb, lunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deb and I definitely chatted up. She likes when uh, when the kids come to Target too. So if like if Jace is there, uh, she'll chat it up with him. I tell you, no. So when you guys show up and there's somebody sitting behind the counter, like a, 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 there's a Rite Aid that I go to on um, on the weekends when I'm heading over to, to work out, and it's a really nice Rite Aid, and it's <laughs> on uh, Lancaster. And uh, there's a guy who sits there behind the register, but I, I do the self checkout. But a lot of times I'm like I feel guilty. Um, going to the self-checkout because yeah. if I have a couple items, I'm like, he's bored. He's bored. You want to say so hi? Sometimes I'll just go and let him check it out because yes. he's a nice guy. I say hi to him all the time. Should I feel that way? It's a good gesture, right? I agree, yeah. Especially if the store's empty. Yeah, yeah. And, which, which, and, and the onus is on you to right. sort of like, oh, hey, how you doing? <laughs> or you could be over the self-checkout aisle and just turn to them and go, don't look at me. Yeah. Hey, don't look at me right <laughs> now. Right I now. don't like you. Um, by the way, this is interesting. These relationships yeah. are referred to as weak ties, uh, often treasured yet require minimal personal investment. And they are, according to this uh, one professor uh, and several others, are a vital part of mental well-being the older you get. It's according to Tony Antonucci, a hey. professor of psychology at the University of Michigan. Uh, he said it's somebody who makes you feel important in their world, somebody who makes you feel human. But the push towards achieving tasks with just a few touches of a screen uh, threatens to drive a wedge between customer and clerk. Uh, for some, however, it's one of the rare moments in a day they get to have a meaningful interaction with someone else. Uh, while most supermarkets have a mix of in-person assistants and self-service cashiers and their uh, unions hold concerns about the push toward automation, as do their customers. I do think about that when I see I all do those too. self-checkouts. I'm I like, do man, too. those are people that could be working. And that, and that's, so when I, when it when it feels right to me, like at Wawa when I'm checking out and there's a line of like 11 people and they're sort of in the weeds trying to get all those people processed, I go to, I always go to the, the self-checkout. It seems to be, okay, that's right. I'm in and out. I won't be a problem. By the way, there's a, uh, there's a store chain in the Netherlands called Jumbo and they are trying to do something to help out these people. They offer a slow moving lane. I'd heard about this. For older shoppers yeah. who might like to have a friendly chat as oh. they are checking Can out. I help you? Mm-hmm. I don't think they talk like oh. that. They say daughters. <laughs> These are my daughters. Where, where's the checkout for my, my daughters? daughters? <laughs> That's Stallone talking to the Pope if you missed it earlier. Uh, hold on. I'm going to go to Joel on the phones. Hi, Joel. Good morning. Is there uh, some of the, uh, uh, you know, just improv you have been known, uh, been come to known as? Oh, yeah. my God. Well done. That well was done. spot on. Well done, Joel. What's up, bud? <laughs> uh, so, like, it was just a couple of, well, a couple, it was like maybe a decade ago. Yeah. I remember going to Wawa every day, and there was three old dudes who just, that was their thing. They just hung out out front and drank coffee, and it, this is like 10 years mm-hmm. later, and I'm still going, I want that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really want... To just be able to hang out with somebody in front of a <laughs> No, it makes perfect sense. I think, a lot, and that's what this article deals with. Is that so? You know, are would are you trading in those little um, micro interactions with people that mean something? You know, to push buttons on a screen, and and what do you lose in that trade off? So I hear what exactly. you're saying. Yeah, nice. 
All right, thanks, Joel. And what I'm curious about is, so this is from the customer's perspective. I'm what it's. Uh, I'm curious what it's like for the the cashier's perspective. Like with my Rite Aid guy, is he glad that I go to the checkout or not? Or is he pissed off? Like, what's wrong with me? And you know, why don't you like me? We we see these people as, uh, oh, I know, you know, yeah. Nate as uh, as Nick was saying, but Nate probably sees hundreds of people throughout the course right. of the this day. Freaking guy, Nick, like, <laughs> like, 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 oh my god, Nick's here! Like, I'm suddenly. Lighting up. I, wonder, I knew he wasn't a teacher. I wonder if they like those relationships too or not. Yeah, you know he's talking about me after I leave. Jeez, and the head on this guy. Um, you know it's what? Does, uh, my, it's like he's on like a parade float. I have uh, certainly have referenced this before, but one of my fa- uh, first jobs was uh, at McDonald's, and I learned um, customer interaction. And uh, the first real job that I liked at McDonald's was working the drive-through, and you had to learn how to be a bit of a server. And yet, yes, it's McDonald's, it's fast food, not, and you're not like at, at a nice restaurant or whatever. Do they actually teach you? you absolutely, okay. Steve. And there are people who um, aren't good at it, and they'll, <laughs> they'll move them to another position in the, in the restaurant. So I liked learning how to do yeah. drive through and I liked interacting with customers. Dahmer, you're in the back. Yeah. No, no, but I, that does... We've all said it countless times to any business, anybody starting a business, you put someone who oh, is yeah. vivacious and someone who has uh, those those skills or at least at a register or interaction or an engaging, yeah. you're going to do more business. Oh, yeah. Uh, we all go to places, specifically Kathy. Who's it, who's it over at Target? It's uh, Deb. 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 Mm-hmm. Right, so there you go. Deb. Yeah, we we recently went to uh, we had never been to before. I think it was the Limerick Diner uh, in Limerick, PA, and uh, the people were so nice yeah. and engaging, and and it made you feel. We, we were immediately were like, well, the food was good, but we're also we're going to go back because everybody yes. was so nice. It there. does make yeah. a difference, Casey. I'm surprised you haven't spoken up much in this conversation. I'm because just listening. It's a great I've, conversation. <laughs> I've never met anyone who is more cordial and open to. Uh, Retail, anybody working retail at the cashier, at point of purchase, whatever it may be, you always make sure to say their name if they have a name tag on. Yeah. You engage in conversation with them. So those these interactions are important to you, it seems like. Yeah, but I think more so uh, on the giving end than, than the receiving end. It's For me, it's not necessarily about... You're exuding it. Yeah. 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 Because, I, you know, these people, like you were saying earlier, Press, they interact with, you know... You want you want to walk away and know that they're saying that guy's much better than Nick. <laughs> uh, no, but they interact with so many people on on a daily basis, and I don't know how, if their interaction before me or after me was pleasant or not. So the best I can do, I can just you know. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I I try to. Uh, I had somebody at a supermarket, uh, and it was uh, I went to one I could not normally go to. My favorite, of course, being Acme, but I just was near this one, and I went in, and it, it reestablished why you know i huh. stay with my own but the, the the guy was just like a cold fish i'm like i just went in to pick up uh, i think it was water and uh i mean this looked like you you know he just came out of the prison the, the french penal colony in guiana preston this mm-hmm. this haggard sort of hello i'm like i'm looking for human response i'm like and i finally had to say something are you is there anything okay is anything wrong is something bad happening here what's going on how did he respond Nothing. Just it, it. It didn't register. Mm. On the flip side of that, Steve, I've never ever had bad customer service. I've always gotten great customer service at REI. I will go to REI specifically in King of Prussia because every time I want to be friends with those people. Mm. They're so nice. They're so helpful. They'll give you personal experience and you'll stuff that they've been through. You probably pay a little bit more. I will for that, absolutely right? pay more because you, you know you're going to get good service. And if, if there's something that's gone wrong with your product or they they have a rec- 
recommendation for something you didn't think of, it keeps me coming back. Uh, let me go to, I have uh, I went for tennis balls and came back with skate. <laughs> Dan on the line. Hey, Dan, good morning. Hey, good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, bud? So I just uh, remember when I worked in the supermarket, a lot of lonely hearts would come through your registers, Mm -hmm. pick a person, and they would always come through their lives just like talking about their lives, you know, uh, to you. All right, fess up, Dan. How many of them did you nail? One and I'm still married to it. <laughs> <laughs> but Dan, no, were they, I, see, I hear um, that. Yeah, uh, you just felt that they they didn't have anybody really to talk to, and they just needed someone to to converse with. Uh, I just think it's the way you know you, you talk to them, and they saw that, and uh, and they uh, connected with that. Hmm. No, it's it's absolutely the case. Again, to the the beginning of this uh, of this whole segment in the article, they talk about that could be for that person that one moment of interaction in their day, and they look forward to it, and so they're going to want to, you know, engage a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. My buddy worked at a grocery store. He nailed all kinds of women. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Was he a bag boy? Was he a bad boy? Bag, bag boy. Bag boy. Boy. It makes no. you feel so good. No, he's cashier. Oh, good looking yeah. guy though, so right? So the, the word was that the bag boy could uh, take the bags out, you know, bag and then t- move, take them out to the car with the perspective <laughs> of getting some in yeah, the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, that would be that, right? Mm. Wasn't that the the reputation? I don't know. No, you're just going to bag- bang somebody out in the uh, in their car. Of course, the- okay. of course. <laughs> uh, let me go to Megan. Hey, Megan. Good morning. Good morning. It. Good morning to see you, Megan. What's up? <laughs> Um, so when I was in high school, my mom and I used to stop at the same Dunkin' Donuts every morning to get her a cup of coffee and to get me a donut. Um, and we had swine flu when that was a huge thing. When it was all the rage. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Worst week of my life, honestly. Hmm. Um, but when we, when we got better and we came back, I went into the Dunkin' Donuts, the cashier grabbed my hand and said, oh my God, where have you been? I was so worried. I said I got sick. Yeah. And then she let go of your hand. <laughs> yeah, ew. What did you have? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But she, but she was like, you're always so nice to me. I, I just, I, I I can't believe I couldn't say, I didn't see you for a week. I got so worried. That Aww. that has to mean something. I mean, that, that makes you feel good, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, and uh, those interactions are what we're talking about. Yep. Thanks, Megan. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for the, um, the sideshow announcement. I was an auditioner. Oh, yeah, it up in just a few minutes. So hang in there, Megan. We'll see how you do. Uh, it's interesting because um, I wonder if these relationships uh, sometimes there's like a a teacher student relationship where sometimes the student will want to have more interaction. I'm not talking about sexual or anything no, like that, but yeah. I would like to be friends with you in a sexual way, not in a sexual way. <laughs> He said not in a <laughs> But the teacher has to have boundaries and go, right. not really. You know, nothing we have but a, sex. Nothing but sex. Oh, my God. But I wonder if that exists uh, amongst, uh, in this uh, sure. relationship as well, too, where you meet these persons, you see them regularly, and they're like, hey, we should hang out sometime. And then they think, I don't, I like you, but I really don't want to hang out with you. We, we you know have I mean? talked about these customer 
service provider interactions and you i think the the conversation about the, the uh getting your hair cut or that you there is the potential for feelings that exceed mm-hmm. the normal client you know uh service provider relationship right. so yeah. that just it's just a natural sort of thing i'm sure people step over the bounds sure uh we will go next to rebecca hi rebecca good morning Hi, good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, what's up, Rebecca? <laughs> so I used to be a cashier at a Walmart in a small town, and I would have old people. It was always older people that would come through my line, even if it was really long, to introduce me to their grandkids Aww. and their friends. And it was just, it your was really nice. I really ate it up. <laughs> is my daughter. I live along a river. My daughters. Um, so how long were you doing it, Rebecca? Um, I did that about a year. Oh, really? And over just yeah. that course of time. This is my brother yeah. Frank. Yeah, it helps that it was a small town. Okay. So is an elderly woman behind the counter in a small town? Or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so I'm young. <laughs> I was probably in my 20s, and it was older people that would come up to me, which I think that was part of why they liked to No, that's sweet. I was younger. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, were you, at that point, were you able to appreciate and be flattered by that, or is it only looking back that you realize it? Oh, no, I loved it. Oh, I cool. It. All right. It made my shifts go faster. But also, when I was in high school, I um, worked at a kind of like an... Uh, an academy or a sport sporting goods store and i had a french guy come up to me wanting to buy a speedo and then offered to take me to france with him oh, there you go How was there the trip? you go yeah the line oh you said no no she went oh, oh. can i bring a couple old people with me? <laughs> thank you rebecca we appreciate this it this is maud uh we will go next to lg bartender hi lg good morning Gadzooks. what's up uh, yeah, bartended for about 20 years, and um, it really is uh, very, very special to people, the interaction that you have with them, because it makes their day a lot better, no matter what type of day they're having. Yeah. So uh, being a bartender, especially in New York City, a lot of people want to know what your following is like. So, yes, you can get a drink made the same way anywhere you go, but they come to you for that experience. Yeah. Because you listen to their problem. Being a bartender, you also are a counselor. You listen to their problems. You talk with them. You help them enjoy the atmosphere. And it, it really does help people, um, like, get through their day. So, hang on. You mentioned your what your following is like. So, if you were if you were going to another place, if you were applying somewhere else, it, it, they, they want to ask, essentially, what, what people you're going to draw in, like, like regulars from different bars? Exactly. Wow. I didn't even... They love I, you enough. They will follow you to whatever bar you're working at. That's well, th- theirs cool. is concrete an example of the importance of that kind of relationship. Wow. Uh, wow. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, I, I, obviously, we hear as, uh, you know, bartenders are often hit on. Were you hit on fairly frequently or no? Uh, I was, but they were invalid because most of the people were drunk, so they didn't really count. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you, uh, as a bartender, you, uh, a counselor is part of what you do. It's a classic. Yeah. Interesting. All right, I thanks, LG. It. And um, people always they bring back like gifts from vacations they went on, or same as the uh, Walgreens um, lady that just talked. They would introduce family members, and so it's it really does make a difference and impact in their life, and it, and it helps the bartenders as well. That's okay. cool. All right, nice. I didn't know that about the following though. Thank you, LG. No. I appreciate it. Here's a text that says, "I was a bank teller and would wait on this girl on the drive-through weekly. She sent an invitation to a sex toy party. Oh my god, up the drive-through tube." <laughs> 
and we've been friends ever since. That was in 2009. Of course. Is this a vibrator you sent through? So yeah. it sounds like uh, they took it to the next level and it worked out. So well, It all involves suction. I thought this was an interesting concept and the fact that uh, that these are called uh, weak ties, but they, even though that name implies that there's not much to them, they're actually very important to us as human beings in interaction that we have these kind of casual, no strings attached, not necessarily friends, but friendly, Sexual. but friendly uh, interactions, and sometimes on a daily basis. And no. you can take these for granted if you don't stop and think about, hey, I've been seeing that person for you know yeah. three years now, and, the, and we're kind of friends. What's more important than that? Yeah. You know, that the, the, the people, people who need people, person, they're the luckiest. They're people. the luckiest people. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyhow, we need to take a break because we got a lot to get to. We have the bizarre file coming up, and. We are going to announce the winners of the President Steve Show side stage wow. live band karaoke event, which is this Saturday for MMRBQ. The weather's looking fantastic. So we'll get to that in a moment. And don't forget, you can go to PresidentSteve.com. Your chance to win tickets to the Eagles home opener on Thursday. Cool. Of our friends at Dunkin'. You just have to guess without going over how many coffee beans are in the giant jar that we have. And there's pictures. We have live video of it now if you're streaming, by the way. Um, and uh, if there's a tie, we will draw from the tied submissions and get a winner. Speaking of winners, we have something completely different to give away right now. And it's a pair of tickets to join Casey, Nick, and Marissa for a special murder mystery event at Red Rum Theater tomorrow night. Courtesy of 20th Century Studios, a haunting in Venice. 21 and over event. And it's a complimentary buffet. And your first drink is free. And you get admission to the advanced screening of the film as well. So I uh, will take callers um, 10, 11, and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. We got a whole bunch of guests on the program, too. I'll tell you about them when we return. Stay put. We'll be right back. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey has something. I just want to tease this, uh, Steve. The next song coming up, uh, it's one of your all-time favorites. Oh, really? Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, quickly, I know we're doing a lot in this segment, but I wanted to mention this. This is a um, a butt plug. Oh. 
uh, if you will, to charity event. Uh, and this is, I got this from uh, Carla Donegan. I wanted to mention this. Uh, she is involved with the Orchards Friends School. And she had said, uh, our little school rehabilitates students who have been overlooked, misunderstood, and mistreated in other envir- other school environments. She said, we teach these beautiful minds how they learn best, how to learn best so that they are able to be successful and lifelong learners. My son was a student here, and this school saved his life. Well, that's wonderful. So they have an event that's coming up on Friday. It is uh, the OFS Music Fest. It's their outdoor music festival and fundraiser. And it's happening rain or shine, which is going to be beautiful on Friday. It's at 405 Linden Avenue in Riverton, New Jersey. Doors are opening up at 5.30. First band starts at 6 p.m. They've got a few bands playing. The Willies, uh, Power Pop Band, and a bunch of Scrubs, who is a uh, funky uh, alt-reggae group. Local restaurants providing, uh, providing uh, food on site, a chili cook-off, all kinds of stuff. It's 20 bucks, uh, inclusive uh, of a one-drink ticket, it says. Children under 10 are free. All proceeds from ticket sales will support the school. So I wanted to make sure Sounds that we like a good time. did mention that. Nick, do you have that on our account? Nope, uh, but okay. I'll get it and put it up. But uh, In the meantime, it's orchardfriends.org. Okay, orchardfriends.org. Sounds like a great school. So I wanted to make sure that they got some love uh, this year. So absolutely, passing that along. Okay, so if you would like to win Eagles tickets, go to PrestonSteve.com. As Duncan has given us a pair to give away to the home opener. And all you have to do is... Come as close to it without going over the amount of coffee beans we have in this giant mason jar that's here in the studio. Of course, if you can guess it exactly, that'd probably help. That would help. Yeah. <laughs> and if there's a tie for the closest to or dead on, uh, we will mm-hmm. randomly draw a winner from that. But you can go to PrestonSteve.com. That is the best way. We're showing the video on our live stream today. But if you go to PrestonSteve.com, all the information is there and you can enter there as well. All right. We need to do the Bizarre File. We're going to do it now. Bizarre. No. WMMR. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group. Don't miss Red Robin's $10 Tavern Bundle, which includes your choice of any tavern double burger plus bottomless fries and beverage. Uh, Dine-in only and available only at participating Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group locations. We'll start with this story. Out of Florida, the Lee County Sheriff's Office arrested a man after he pointed a gun at two construction workers out of fear that they would ruin the grass on his lawn. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Two construction workers were leaving work for the night, attaching their trailer to their truck, and that's when they said a man walked outside his home and pointed a gun at them because he was afraid they were going to ruin his grass. How's this going to go down? Timothy DeMars told deputies that he would shoot the construction workers, if they ruined his grass. Deputies found the gun he allegedly pointed at the man on a shelf in his garage, and it was indeed loaded. Three feet back is government property. <laughs> uh, deputies arrested DeMars, and he was facing charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. He so you, you can't brandish a firearm to protect your front lawn? Since bonded out of jail, DeMars's neighbors are shocked that things escalated so quickly. Well, uh, he really likes his lawn. Uh, Paula Kirker, a um, neighbor, said, I've seen him out in the yard and whatnot, never really said anything, just definitely didn't want to bother him. He's that type, she said. So, alrighty then. 
Don't go anywhere near his garden. Here is a follow-up story that I had the other day. An international team of rescuers on Tuesday pulled two safety U.S. explorers who spent nine days trapped deep in the narrow tunnels of a Turkish cave with internal bleeding. Yeah, we've been reporting on this. It's pretty miraculous. Mark Dickey was removed from the last exit of the cave. The Turkish Caving Federation said, adding that the cave rescue part of the operation has ended successfully. The 40-year-old explorer developed stomach problems while examining the depths of the Morka Cave, a remote complex twisting <laughs> underground passageways in southern Turkey's Taurus Mountains. The cave, Turkey's third deepest, reaches nearly uh, 0.8 miles <laughs> below ground. Wow. At its lowest point, Dickie fell ill at a depth of 3,695 feet. Can you imagine? Sparking what organizers said was one of the largest and most complicated underground rescue operations ever mounted. An international team of 200 rescuers, fellow explorers, and medics began to cautiously pull Dickie to safety after first giving him infusions of blood. Uh, they first strapped him to a stretcher, which sometimes needed to be lifted vertically by rope through particularly narrow passageways. When they got him out, you know what his first words were? Uh-huh. My wallet! Uh, the team's... <laughs> Pulling the ropes <laughs> would occasionally take breaks, climbing back up to the surface before returning underground. Yeah, yeah. Damn it! Said Dickie's My health blockbuster cards in there has been steadily improving for a few days. In a video recorded on Wednesday, Dickie thanked the Turkish government for its help. He said the quick response of the Turkish government to get the medical supplies that I needed, in my opinion, saved my life. It, it honestly, there was a point where they didn't know whether they could do this or not. Yeah, the New York. Uh, you, you think we can always, you know. Mm. That, that oh they're gonna get him but it was it was dicey at one point yeah these and I've seen people on Instagram going into these uh, these really really narrow caves where they got to crawl and it makes me feel a certain way like I, I'm not normally like claustrophobic claustrophobic but I, I guess maybe I am and I actually went into a cave when I was in the Grand Canyon uh, there was it was a man made cave but uh, we went in so far I have never experienced darkness like this in my yeah, life yeah, yeah. like where your eyes are wide open and you can't see <laughs> yeah. Anything. Yeah, it, it's disorienting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New York State native is a well-known figure in the international speological community. Speological. And, and highly trained caver and a cave rescuer himself, by the way. Uh, so he's uh, he's out. He's doing better. Footage showed the moment a couple were caught joining the Mile High Club on a packed EasyJet flight, leaving passengers Double. in hysterics. Very easy. The flyers sat open-mouthed after cabin crew busted the pair, romping in a cramped bathroom. Yeah. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> it's that guy. It's that guy. Again, he can't help himself. Can't, even in flight. Oh, yeah. One passenger oh, yeah. caught on oh, camera. Yeah. The moment a steward nervously opened the toilet door and witnessed the duo in the moment of passion, cheers erupted at the rear of the plane. You folks are missing your snacks. When the pair were seen getting bent across each other in the tight space 30,000 feet. A flustered crew member in glasses and a short-sleeved shirt wasn't sure how to respond. He held his head in his hands as women seen in the film also clapped hands to their open mouths and shrieked in surprise. But the Randy couple showed no signs of embarrassment with the man smirking and closing the cabin door to continue his intimate sky-high moment. There is not enough room in a standard bathroom on a a flight. Uh, EasyJet confirmed the incident happened on a flight from Luton to Ibiza on Uh September 8th. The video swept social media after being posted on Sunday. So, yeah. 
All right, then we have time for one more, I believe. Yeah, this is the last one we'll have here. Hundreds of thousands of gallons of white, of, not white wine, of wine flowed through a small town in Portugal over two tanks after uh, two tanks filled with red wine released their stores. Kathy's checking real estate on Zillow right now. Uh, videos from Sao Lorenco de Barrio, uh, Anadia, about 150 miles north of Lisbon, uh, showed red rivers rushing down slope, sloping streets. Uh, the inundated town is home to about 2,000 residents. Local media estimated the flood to be about 2.2 million liters or 600,000 gallons. Enough We're wine. Here at the side of the flood. <laughs> Things are going crazy here, Ed. Enough wine to fill approximately 2,933,333 wine oh. bottles. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. Dude, it looks like uh-huh. a full-on flood. It's I mean, it's lo- it's well not just flooded. a little bit running down the gutters. It is fully flooding the streets with wine. It's crazy. It's fully flooded. A Portuguese publication said residents were worried about the wine contaminating a local river, but the local fire department managed to block the flow and divert the flood away from the water and into a nearby field. Into the firehouse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Destellaria Levera, which owned the two tanks, apologized for the incident and the damage caused as a result. I've never seen a river. So you, they've had these things where they leak into a, like a, a local creek or whatever. I've never seen it really legitimately a river of wine. Yep. The winemaker also said that uh, no one had been injured by the spill and the authorities were still investigating hey, the cause of the incident. Don't we have about 700 pounds of pasta uh, by a river in New Jersey? We, we did. Uh, that's yeah. the makings of a fine Italian meal. That's a perfect uh, tie-in. All right. And that is what I have in uh, the Bizarre File for you. All right. It is time to announce the names of the winners and performers for the Preston and Steve Show Side Stage. So many good entries. Live band karaoke. That is absolutely correct, yes. Uh, And Casey, in the interest of time, I don't think we're going to have time to play through these clips of everybody because we've got another guest coming up and then a guest after that and a guest after that. And Marissa, I appreciate you gathering those, but it is already almost a quarter after eight. So we got to move along. So these are our winners. We would like to congratulate Samantha Hutchins of Delran, New Jersey. L.J. Hall of Philadelphia. Uh Uh-huh. Rachel Carpo of West Deptford, New Jersey. Alistair Vickler of Norristown, PA. Christine Valenti Doni of Essington. Derek Pata, uh, Pata, Pataccio, that's it, yes. Derek Pataccio of Pottstown. David Murray of Downingtown. Victoria Maffey from Sicklerville. Uh huh. Sammy Vile from Springfield Delco. And finally, Chris Fancher of Philadelphia. Yeah. Are the ten performers who will be doing their thing live on stage a Saturday? And uh, we're excited. The band Sidearm is going to be backing them up. It's on the Preston Steve Show side. It's going to be great. It was tough, tough to pick, right? Casey, yep. you were you. Casey is the most tied in and dialed into uh, you know the singers' capabilities. But some very formidable competition here. Well, fortunately, we had people voting for yes, them, yeah. and uh, that uh, helped out quite a bit. So thank you, everybody who cast a vote for their friends: Samantha, LJ, Rachel, Alistair, Christine, Derek, David, Victoria, Sammy, and Chris will all be performing. Cool. I'm over here, and they all get four. 
uh, tickets as well to go along. So they'll get to stay, hang out, enjoy the show. And, of course, our buddy Don McCloskey is going to be performing on that same side sto- stage as well. And uh, Jackie Bam Bam is spinning a set, and we're looking forward to it. The weather looks great this well, weekend. Well, yeah, absolutely. And last year was the inaugural year for this, and it was such a fun time. Yeah, we're like, we have to do that. Yeah, yeah. For sure, and we're doing it. So congratulations. Thank you, everybody who entered. We have to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment because our friend Craig Gass is going to be here. After that, we have uh, Bertie Gregory, who has got a uh, documentary or six-part series that's coming out on Disney+, Plus, and Eddie Izzard on the show as well. We'll be right back. Join the MMR fam for MMRBQ, our all-day end-of-summer festival, Saturday at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Shine Down, Billy Idol, Larkin Poe, Aaron Jones, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, Tiger Cub, and Vixen 77. How we doing on the barbecue Plus, the Preston and Steve side stage with Sidearms Live Band Karaoke, a Jackie Bam Bam DJs, and PNS pals, Don McCloskey and Band. Gates open at noon. And tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for details. Or hit up WMMR.com. Don't miss MMRBQ 2023 from 933 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Meineke. Doing car care right. Also by Pro Team Collision and Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue. Resorts Casino Friday and Saturday. There are shows each night for our friend who is here with us in the studio. Craig Gass is I stuck up for you guys as a city last night. I st- I got into town. I hadn't been here in years. Yeah. And I- I'm texting a friend of mine. He says, where are you? I said, I'm in Philly. And he goes, oh, that's dangerous, right? And I <laughs> It's Philly, dude. It's not dangerous. He goes, oh, it's dangerous. And I go, no, it's not dangerous. I wake up this morning. I'm driving in, and I'm hearing the traffic report. Uh, some slowdowns in Bucks County. And don't forget, Highway 20 is closed for the murder <laughs> that is on the loose. Yeah, yeah. It's rare that you have an escaped convict right. in your traffic report. But we do. Baseball game starts at 7 p.m. Remember to use the south entrance for the murderer that's on the northeast. <laughs> it's like, what, what is going on? Yeah. I got a, a musician buddy of mine, Christian Martucci. You know who Christian Martucci Not familiar, is? Not familiar, no. He was in Stone. Sour now he plays with uh, Corey Taylor. Okay, they're playing like a uh, hundred miles from here, and I go, yeah, I'm staying in Philly. He goes where? And I tell him, he goes, oh, dude, you want a great sandwich? Bring a gun, but you go. <laughs> 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 talking about? Yeah, yeah. It's a little. It, it, it's wow. hard to argue away from that when we have an escape murder on the loose. So yeah, yeah. but I, it, I was up late watching that on Twitter because it seemed like they were closing in on him. And I, it's kind of what she's. Kathy's been talking about it. Listen, the guy's a scumbag. Obviously, he brutally murdered a, a woman, and that's horrible. But on, on this side of it, on the search, it is like the movie The Fugitive. So, uh, and that's what's playing out. And you were saying it, that, Kathy. It, it's like a movie. And yeah. But, you know, it got a little more serious last night because now he's got a weapon and, yep. you know, there was a shooting uh, either, you know, between him and, and a resident. So it, it's a little more serious now. But I just can't believe that he's still going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already have too much on my mind that, that gave me anxiety <laughs> last night because every time I come in here, I want to be at my best. Right. Uh, there's a thing that happens every time I come in here that reminds me of... You ever been talking to someone that you're attracted to and there's so there's such a connection that you go I think I have a chance. <laughs> right. Right, 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 yeah. Every time I come in here I go I think we're like friends. <laughs> we're like real friends. <laughs> we are friends. I remember the, yeah. the last, it wasn't the last time, it was two visits ago. I get up 
And I go, God, that was fun. And you guys go, oh, man, thanks. And you guys are still being really warm. Yeah. And I go, this is a show I could work on. <laughs> and there was a silence. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think you only hear in deep yeah. space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we've been burned. We've been burned. I, I yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah. believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, I... Well, when you I say thought, that, I thought I felt something. When you say that, we all go, well, then who's going to have to step away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would you like to not see yeah, on the show? Yeah, yeah. I've had that happen. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you know how many. <laughs> you work with Howard all the time, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, for the first time in 20 years working with Howard again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but there's been times when I go around the country, a PD will pull me out yeah. and go, uh, hey, yeah. how do you like it? And I go, oh, I love it. And it's like, yeah, wait, what do you, would you ever consider? Because the guy you're sitting next to. We're getting rid of him. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? And then I'm coming back in the next morning. Yep. And that guy's being nice to me. And, dude, radio is brutal. Uh-huh. Uh, it is brutal. But it's also, you know, what the one thing, and it's funny, because years ago when I was doing stand-up, I would be getting home at the time I now wake up. You know, and right. it's, yeah, and it's it's just an absolutely, completely different lifestyle. So, as you well know. And, uh, you know, that's that's it. But after a while, it's like, you know, and it's not so bad. I mean, it's still bad, but it's not so bad at the same time. Yeah, but he's right, though. Where's Jeff? Oh, he doesn't work here. Yeah, he doesn't work here. By the way, it's it's a different format now. And and it gets even deeper than that. There's stories that I was in Buffalo, and a a program director up there told me about this brutal story about a, a heritage rock station that had been around for decades, and there's signs posted all over the station mandatory meeting this Friday right yeah well you know that's bad and this is for on air people all the on air people and the sales staff mandatory meeting at 6 p.m. station closes at 5 right 6 p.m. at the Mexican restaurant down the street Hmm. so everybody 5 p.m. people clock out they head into the cars. They go to the Mexican restaurant. 6 p.m. Everybody gathers around there. The owners get in front of everybody and they go, hey, uh, so we know you heard some rumors and it's true. Starting on Monday, we're going Spanish. Everyone starts laughing. Yeah, they yeah. go, you brought us to a Mexican yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah, yeah. to tell us we're going yeah. Spanish. Like yeah. Nobody believes it. They're all making jokes. They're pointing at the waitstaff right. and going, is that our new morning show yeah, right yeah, here? Yeah. You know, they're <laughs> laughing. And then it starts to set in. No, this is this really is happening. And someone goes, um, I have a question. So we're all fired? Because if that's true, right. I, have, I have to go back to work because... I have stuff from my home yeah. at my desk, so I need to go. And they said, oh, we actually took care. And people started walking with boxes. Yep. When everybody clocked out at 5 p.m., there was a, a crew came in. A crew oh, came that in sucks. And wow. threw everybody's stuff into a box and put your name on. Oh, it was crazy. They, they just they don't want anybody anywhere near a microphone. That's it. That's, 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 so ra- it, that's the way radio it's works. It's so rare yep. mm-hmm. when someone, or at least they come to an understanding. It's usually because the person is, all right, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm going to leave and that's the case uh you're playing with fire if you get it let a disgruntled employee anywhere near a microphone and so yes. that's the deal but we've been in that we've been in that situation yeah. where we had our president and had his mail bin i had my mail bin with all my stuff in my office and we were ready we were out the door and then at the, there was a last minute audible called and we were hired back here or, or at, at the least, station? No, no, this is at a, a Y100. No, yeah, kidding. yeah. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was, an, it was negotiating time. Wait, Craig, what is the harder business, uh, radio or comedy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only saying this because I'm in Atlantic City this weekend. Yeah. Um, last time I visited you, I went to Atlantic City. I was fired up. Hey guys. Yeah. Okay, I'm so happy to see. You. Oh man. Hey, have fun in Atlantic City. I go. I will. And. It was that 
It was that brand new Howie Mandel uh, comedy club, yeah. right? Right, yeah. And the Howie Mandel comedy club held... It was it was a concert hall. It held seven hundred people. You're, you're okay. saying was? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's it's around anymore. I don't, I don't think, think it so. is. And uh, it was a concert hall. So in order to fill it, they just papered it. And oh, they really? Would the room, which great. Yeah. But the people that were available to be papered, mm. there was it was every show six hundred fifty people every show. Not a single one of them. Under the age of sixty, yep, <laughs> and and they're I'm yeah. on stage doing jokes about my times with Metallica and Kiss, yeah, 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 yeah. and they're like, I, I know they're leaving. I the the lights are so bright, I can't see it, but I can hear scooters going. <laughs> 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 I hear yeah. just the sounds bouncing off uh, the walls. And well, Craig, no. is that the case? Like we, we, when you play lounges at like Vegas casinos, you're playing. You're, it's just people wandering by. Like, there's no one coming, you know, expressly to see you at those events, right? Not that you're, not that you do that now, right? Right. But, at, but at that point, that's that's kind of like a nightmarish uh, performance when you're doing lounge stuff in casinos, right? Yeah, but I I value those moments because it makes you right. a better comedian, right? Right. But every comedian it, has these. I mean, it's weird. I I heard somebody on ESPN say that of all the famous athletes they've ever interviewed, when they say what's your most memorable game when you look back on a career they always bring up the games they lost they never bring up the championship interesting the, their most memorable games are the ones they should have won mm -hmm. and i think comics are the same way mm -hmm. dean cook has the best bombing story <laughs> i've ever heard there was a club we all used to work at in new york called the boston comedy club all it's, right it's in the, it's in greenwich village but the owner barry katz was from boston so they call it the boston comedy club dane has this amazing story about performing at one o'clock in the morning on a tuesday in front of six people mm -hmm. one of the six people has all of his groceries on the table oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> because there, there's a barker out front yeah, going, hey, grabbing him. comedy show yeah. comedy show they do that i got i got my groceries here i'll Give me the groceries. Yeah. Give me the groceries. Yeah. Help me out. Give me the groceries. So this guy gets taken off the street, and he's sitting there with his groceries. Dane is bombing. Because it's 1 o'clock in the morning. They've been drinking all yeah. night. And, on a Tuesday. Uh, on a Tuesday, and he's bombing. One of the six audience members who's wasted gets up, stumbles into the restroom, closes the door, and starts violently vomiting <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> to where the other five people are going... Because <laughs> you can't help it. Right, you yeah. know, Dane's telling jokes, but in the corner you're hearing, <laughs> there's a long pause, and they hear, <laughs> and the guy comes back over, and he's stumbling over to his seat, and Dane's standing there, and he goes, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Are you feeling okay? And the guy goes, oh, I just, I had some bad comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 the guy with the groceries is throwing his groceries in the air. <laughs> just owned it. Wow. Oh, wow. 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 It doesn't get worse than that. Oh, that's good. Moments like that Woo. make you a better comedian. Yeah. What was your, so what was your, because I, uh, in my brief, well, it was a couple of years, about 10 years, but I remember there was one, it was one night where they went ahead with a comedy show, even though hockey uh, playoffs were happening <laughs> and, and the Islanders were were there. So I'm like, I'm like you got to be kidding me. I, you've got to cancel the show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll take the hit. Yeah. And he, the guy wanted to go go ahead with it. And then by the end of the, the my thing, there was a full-on brawl happening. 
happening in the in the audience, <laughs> and I was part of it. So it was it was crazy. But that was the worst for me, and that was the one off. What you have a much more extensive career. What was your worst? I have two worst. One was a comedy show, and one was a social interaction because you also learn how to socially interact with people in a way that um, you know, like like. Uh, uh, <laughs> There'll be people that, you know, I'm known for doing voices, you know? And so people will come to me and be like, hey, man, can you do some friends? I'm like, no. Yeah. Mm. This is a funeral. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. you, you realize that, but you learn it over time from being in uncomfortable situations where you go, uh, all right. And then why did I do that? Because it didn't go over well. Right. right. I had um, the first ever roast I was ever a part of was a roast of Richard Belzer. Oh, oh the great Belzer who passed away recently. Yeah. Belzer. Uh, before the roast was so sweet to me. He invited me to be on the roast and then wanted me to have dinner with him beforehand. All the performers had a big formal dinner. We go into this place where there's there's a steak at every seat and we all sit down and Richard goes, here, sit with me. And then he looks up and goes, Chris, get over here. Chris, you know Craig? You know Craig Gass? Come over here and say hey to Craig Gass. Chris I look Rock. up. It's Christopher Walken. Oh, Christopher oh, Walken. Yeah, yeah. Dude. Christopher Walken walks over, sits down. Mm-hmm. All of his body language is closed. He's he's cutting a steak, and Belzer is excitedly talking to him, but Walken doesn't even look up at him. And then I hear Belzer go, all right, <clears throat> hey, listen, Chris, I know a lot of people do an impression of you, but you got to hear. Oh, no, 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 no. No, Richard, Richard. And he goes, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. Chris, Chris, we, Chris <laughs> oh, will you look no. at me? Chris, <laughs> look at me. Okay, now look at Craig. All right, now, Craig, do your impression. Christopher Walken looks at me and throws his utensils down on the table and goes... Go ahead. Uh, oh, <laughs> my God. No. All right. I don't know <laughs> if this sounds like you or not, but what I try to do is I try to sound as weird as possible. And every once in a while, I say the word cowbell. Pow. And walking just went, wow. Oh, and went back to his steak. Yeah. Belzer goes, hold on, hold on. You ever heard anybody do uh, Adam Sandler? He's got me doing Adam Sandler. He goes, you ever heard anybody do Gene Sa- He's He's got me doing what? Sam Kinison. Oh, no. It's clear at this point that Walken is not into this. And But I'm following yeah. this uncomfortable Belzer's lead. Lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Belzer's a famous comedian. Yes. And I'm screaming like, Kinison, I don't even know if you know who this is, but um, <laughs> this guy used to do a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and Walken. Walken just stopped me and said, listen, I get it. You're talented. Good for you. I was like, I'm I'm not doing it. Right, right, right. But for gigs, and this is interesting because this guy is one of the, we're having some surprise guests come out to Atlantic City. One of them is Don Jameson. Oh, yeah, we have Don. Don, Don's great, yeah. Yeah. Don is performing with me this weekend at Mm. resorts. We have a couple special guests. He's coming on Friday. um, And Don Jameson and I did a military tour in Europe. And the last show um, was in Barcelona. And we get picked up by a military guy who says, uh, are you guys ready for the uh, Girl Scouts tomorrow? And we're like, yeah, bring on the Girl Scouts. We're up high-fiving each other, fist-bumping each other. Bring on the Girl Scouts. Didn't know that there was a real conversation with this military base when they said we have uh, some entertainment the uso is going to send you some entertainment you get one piece of entertainment a year could be a jazz band could be a rock band could be a comedy show and if you don't take the entertainment you don't get it and 
they were told you have a comedy show coming and they said well that's a big holiday weekend here everybody's going to be gone and they said well do you want it or not and and, the, and a guy at the base said well let me ask you a question we have a big girl scout event right uh could these comedians perform for girl scouts oh, wow. and the guy from the uso said well they're professional comedians of course <laughs> The name of the tour oh my God. was the Shock and Awe Tour. Yeah, it was four, I remember this. Yeah, Four of the most disgusting comedians <laughs> on planet Earth. So on the day of the show, our military escort picks us up. We're all laughing. I'm in the front seat of this Escalade with a military guy. And we pull onto the base. I'm looking around and I go, what's with the bouncy houses? Oh my goes, God. It's for the Girl Scouts. And they said... <laughs> Are these real Girl Scouts? And he goes, yeah. And I go, guys, oh, guys, it's real Girl Scouts. It's real Girl Scouts. What? It's real Girl Scouts. To this day, Don Jameson and I have talked about, we have both opened for Slayer. Yeah. We've both done comedy shows in biker bars. Mm-hmm. Neither of us have ever sweat as hard as we yeah. have than being in a room full of eight-year-old girls. So what did you What did you do, to, uh, or did you amend or alter your... You had to your material, right? I they said, I mean, you're, you're, it's not like you're crazy vulgar, but it's not made for Girl Scouts. They go, well, we're getting ready to start the show. Yeah. I went on last on all these shows, and they go, Craig, go up first. And I go, what do you want me to go first? They go, you do voices. And I'm like, am I going to go up in front of eight-year-old girls and do Tracy Morgan going, I'm going to get you pregnant. Like, I, I can't do that. I, I went numb in that experience. And I, I like, I, I don't know how we got through it. I just remember being so scared. Oh, and all of us God. were sweating. <laughs> who, yeah. Chuck, the Chuck and Odd tour. They, so we, was it, who was all, it was you, it was Don Jameson, who else? Mark Rigadonna, uh, Kevin, um, uh, Kevin Downey Jr. And all of us were doing the filthiest sets we could think of. <laughs> yeah, for, for soldiers. The, yeah. For these military guys. Yeah. By the way, I was pointing out that the uh, uh, during the commercial break, I, I don't want to forget this, you were playing Don Henley, and I said yes. it's the greatest song ever. Uh, Don Henley... Uh, I have a lot of friends who uh, are touring people that work for bands. Right. And a friend of mine who's a guitar tech, one of his best friends is Don Henley's uh, drum tech. And Don Henley found out that Brian Wilson is doing a art exhibit in Los Angeles. Right. Legendary. Don Henley, apparently a huge Beach Boys fan. So he says, we, we, I want to go. Come with me. The first album Don Henley ever got, apparently, was Pet Sounds okay. from the Beach Boys. So he gets a copy of uh, his his copy that he had and brought it to the art exhibit. And he, and he finds Brian Wilson and his tech becomes a witness to this conversation. He goes, uh, Brian, Don Henley, <laughs> Eagles. <laughs> and he said, Brian Wilson turned around and went, oh, hey. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Brian is, you know, he's not easy to talk to. He's yeah. he's not fully connected, but he, no. he's had he's had trauma in his life. And Don picks up on this after a minute and realizes this isn't going anywhere. And he says, uh, "Hey, uh, do you mind? I got uh, um, this is the first album I ever bought. Do you mind signing?" And he goes, "Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, go ahead." And you got something to sign it with? Hands him a sharpie. Brian Wilson looks at Don for a minute. With the Sharpie and then writes to Don. Looks at him again. (laughs) Thank you for all the great music. And then he slows down, looks at Don, 
scratches off the word great and writes good. <laughs> and then signs his name. Wow. That's almost worth more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's oh pretty cool. God. Yeah, there's a buddy of mine, Todd Suckerman, is a is a drummer. drummer. Amazing drummer. Yeah, sticks. And, He's incredible. And I remember someone said, you know, Todd used to play with Brian Wilson. And I go, no, I go, Todd, I heard a story about Don Henley. He goes, the the autograph he goes, it's hundred percent true. Don Henley has it framed in his house. Oh my god, that's, that's perfect. Amazing. Yeah. You have so many great stories, Craig. I wanted to ask you about this though. Um you, you lived with Eddie Van Halen for a while and we've heard about that from you on a couple mm-hmm. of occasions. How about Wolfie Man? How fan freaking tastic it's amazing. Is that music that this kid is cranking out? We've been so impressed with mm-hmm. it. I mean, at first it was like, okay, we'll give this a shot. Hey, this is pretty good. And then more and more of it kept coming out and we're like this is real it's terrific, good. Yeah. real good. And he's playing with his dad's. Uh, he recorded with his dad's. He used Frankenstein guitar yeah. on one of the songs. Yeah, yeah. And my buddy Frank is a guitar player in his band. He's the other guitar player, Frank Sidoris. Awesome. And uh, Frank is um, uh, a buddy of mine. I live in Vegas, and um, Frank, that whole band. It's amazing. I met Wolfie once. The first night I ever hung out with Eddie was at a bowling alley. And I didn't know the guy that I had met. The introduction I got was, okay, come here, I'm going to introduce you to this guy. Is <clears throat> backstage at a Scorpions concert in L.A. He goes, this guy lives with one of the biggest rock stars on the planet. But don't tell him I told you that. Okay. Hey, Maddie. Hey, man, this, this is my buddy Craig. He's a stand-up comedian. And the guy goes, oh, my God, I know who you are. And I go, get out of here. And he goes, dude, I love And he, we bonded just like you and I did, except we actually exchanged phone numbers. And uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and we make a plan to go bowling. And he showed up at the bowling alley with Eddie Van Halen and yeah. Wolfie. And the one thing that stands out, well, there's a couple things that stand out about that night. But um, is Wolfie was 12 years old, and he was throwing the bowling ball overhand. Overhand. Yeah. And I, I got, when I see Eddie walk in, I'm consciously, like, I, I'm continuously looking around like, oh, man, this is bad, man. This, this guy's too famous. This guy's too famous. Nobody noticed him. Uh. But one time, Wolfie threw a ball that bounced and somehow landed right on the divider in between yeah. the lanes. And Eddie, who was smoking, you're not supposed to be smoking the bowling alley, goes, I'll get it. And he just and he walked all the way down the bowling alley, down the lanes, through the bowling alley. And that's when I noticed all the way along the lines of, of the bowling alley, people were going, Gee, that's Eddie Van Halen picking up a bowling ball. Oh, and great. then it got weird, you know. But wow. um, well, I mean, everyone thought, and we said the, the, the deal was, you think, okay, this is going to be nepotism, and this is, they got the kid, the kid doesn't have the talent, but he's got tremendous talent. Mm. And he's also like, um, he's got his head on right. I mean, with the rock stars that you've encountered, as many times you've encountered rock stars, uh, you know, uh, this is a leading question. Who is the most unhinged? Who was the personification of the rock star mythos of the, you know, off the deep end? Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. There's a few of them. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm always surprised at the people who are really nice. You know that that's mm-hmm. the ones who are the antithesis of that. Right, right. Yeah, like, I, I know uh, one that you've you've referenced before that uh, I've met once or twice, but I think you're pretty good friends with is uh, Mike McCready of Pearl Jam. Yeah, uh-huh. and and I've I, I, when I encountered him, he was like the nicest guy on the planet, and he seems like a pretty down to earth dude. That he he is off the charts the nicest. He's the most positive influence in my life. Hmm. He uh, last time I saw him, uh, I was in St. Louis. My web guy lives in St. Louis. I brought him to the show. I brought him to meet Mike. And uh, my buddy 
he is has autism. And uh, I introduced Mike. We're all hanging out. And then their uh, tour manager comes out and says, uh, hey, uh, Mike, Ed uh, added six songs tonight that you guys haven't played at all on this tour. So, <laughs> so Stone is rehearsing. I'm just want to give you a heads up. And this is 30 minutes before yeah. showtime. And Mike goes, oh, I, I should probably go. All right, I, I, I got to go. And then we kept talking, kept talking. And he's like, I really should go. I got to practice. We, I really got to go. And then somebody who works for Pearl Jam walks into the room who I know. And we start shooting the breeze and then out of the corner of my eye my buddy keeps talking to Mike and Mike goes hey I'm, I'm really sorry but I got 15 minutes I gotta get ready to go so it was really nice to meet you and my buddy said okay before you leave oh my god I just want to tell you um, how much your music uh, changed my life as a kid and I, out of the corner of my eye I saw Mike sit back down and I was oh like well there you go Dude, and that's, that's it yeah. decades of hearing that Decades of hearing that. And that guy sat back down. I always say that people reveal themselves with the language they use. That's it. And I've heard Mike talk to his assistant by saying, um, hey, um, do you mind doing me a favor? You're paying him like, <laughs> do you mind doing me a favor? It's, it's yeah. So right. I, I just think he's the sweetest uh, kindest person, but I. Um, well, that, I forget who we were talking to recently who was espousing that um, that notion. You know, someone comes up to you, uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, you sit down and listen. Like like Pierre here, who's a legendary DJ, or midday, um, you know, host Pierre um, is. Um, he kind of set the 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 what we emulate, you know, in our career, which is when you meet somebody, you meet somebody who listens to the show or supports the show, you say hi. You don't just have a dismissive, you know, hey, thanks, be on your way. You engage them because they're your 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 audience, your yeah. your client. There was basically. a wide receiver for the Bengals. His name's T Higgins, and he was at a uh, autograph signing event. This is that this happened last week, and he walks out of the uh, the he had been there signing autographs for a couple of hours. At this point, he walks out of the store and he sees a huge line of people that were still waiting there, and he just turned right back around, uh, and w- right whoa, back into the great. store, and, wow. and finished That's signing awesome. until the last person. But I I also get a kick out of people who are out in space. <laughs> that was, you know that, I mean? yeah. Like, like, I remember, mind. Yeah, there's uh, there's a story that another crazy guy told me sebastian bach uh-huh. i did an event with him somewhere <laughs> sebastian bach is the biggest kiss fan in the world and he's got this amazing story about going to gene simmons house <laughs> and he goes dude i walked into that guy's house <laughs> and that guy has a freaking kiss museum in his house which is true when you walk in the gene had a, an entire room dedicated to Every piece of merchandise over the entire 50-year career of KISS. And he goes, I saw a bag (laughs) with like 100 KISS cell phone covers. And I said, dude, what the hell is that? And he said, Gene Simmons goes, that's our new promotion for Kissmas. That's our new KISS cell phone covers. Can I have one of those? I wish I could, but if you go to Kiss Online, you <laughs> wouldn't give them one, one piece. So that, that sounds about right. There's a buck to be made. Also, uh, and I, I don't think it's intentional, but I love how lo- I love how loose uh, rock stars can be. Like I got to open for Metallica, and I remember Lars introduced me to his band. My, if you don't know, my whole family is deaf. My mom, my dad, and my sister are all completely deaf, and that's how I learned how to do voices. That's when you come out to resorts. This weekend, the whole show is a lot of impressions and stories about people who I do impressions of. Yeah, and you, you, you know everyone, so and you connect. 
it, yeah. And uh, and there's a moment where Lars goes, hey, man, this is Craig. This is the guy who does all the voices. And check it out. His whole family is retarded. I go, retarded? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I, just, I love that he's loosely connected <laughs> oh, right. to what's my going on. God. Yeah. yeah. So, I wanted so, to ask you, by the way, because we, we, we love the movie Coda. Yeah, does have you seen Coda? And yeah. does it does it ring accurate to you? There's subtleties in that movie that really ring ring. Was, you know, there's there's always this idea that people think like, oh wow, you, you must have had the quietest house right. in the neighborhood. It was the loudest house. And when I go visit uh, during the holidays, it's it's mm-hmm. it's frustrating all the banging that goes on. <laughs> yeah, like like because nobody is aware that yeah. while you're sleeping that this is. Bothersome to slam all uh-huh. the doors and slam everything. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, there's subtleties to it, but you know, there is. I always find a, a sensitivity that's uh, misplaced when people are around my family because the most insensitive and the most horrifying death jokes I've ever. I, I threw a surprise birthday party for my sister a few years ago, and you could argue that everything to deaf people is a surprise. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I threw a surprise birthday party for my sister. Afterwards, we're all sitting down to have dinner and my sister, who's deaf, sitting across the table with me, she's signing to me and she goes, she waves and says, do you want to hear a good joke? And I said, sure. <laughs> and then she said, <laughs> me too. Oh, oh my God. That's great. Yeah, it was that's great. horrifying. Oh, Absolutely God. horrifying. I love it. Yeah, so there's no sensitivity to it. Yeah, yeah when, so when they're, you, they're the biggest. Oh, uh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's just the When best. you come out uh, to <laughs> resorts this weekend, which, by the way, I'm so excited Don Jameson is going to be joining me as a surprise guest. Uh, I guess it's not a surprise now. Yeah. Uh, but um, well, you're both metalheads. So both metalheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I end my show with a. I mean, it's all new material. It's the "Where Have You Been" tour because that's why I've been hearing a lot of people. Uh, is "Where Have You Been" and uh, and some updates to my run-ins with Kiss. Gene Simmons initially hated me, and uh, uh, well, he still hates me. But <laughs> um, but Paul Stanley. And and I got word from somebody that works with Kiss. They said, you know, Paul Stanley wants you to perform with Kiss. And I said, really? And he said, don't tell anybody this, but Paul Stanley loves when anyone makes fun of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And they, uh, but Paul hates my impression of him, but he loves when I make fun <laughs> of Gene. Give, give us a little bit of the Paul just to refresh There's people's memories. There's two Paul Stanleys. Yeah. There's and then Paul, we got, we have to take we a break, but go ahead. There's Paul Stanley offstage where I heard an interview with somebody said, why is Kiss so amazing? That was an actual question yeah. at a press conference. And he goes, you know, <laughs> a lot of bands are envious of Kiss. I'm even envious of Kiss. And I'm like, what is that? That's the most arrogance. It's like so much confidence. And then there's on stage Paul Stanley where, and I'm quoting, I saw him in Las Vegas where he said, all right, people, now listen. You know, I know this town, Las Vegas, is known for its buffets. <laughs> And I can tell you right now, after this show, I see a lot of people in the front row. I really want to eat. And then he started fixing his hair. And I was like, what the? I saw the show. 
<laughs> Same tour. I saw it again a few months later at Madison Square Garden. I brought Jeff Ross and Jim Norton backstage right. on the show. And I'm introducing them to everybody. And everybody that works for the band, I go, did you, were you listening in Vegas when Paul said he was going to eat the front row? And three different guys said, did you hear what he said in Omaha? He said, no. You didn't, you didn't hear what he said in Omaha? Apparently in Omaha, Nebraska, he went, all right, people, now listen. <laughs> You know, I know this town, Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> is known for its Angus beef. And I can tell you right now, after this show, I'm going to want to sink my teeth into some meat. <laughs> and the whole crowd went, what? Uh, and he goes, now, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a thigh or a rump roast. And the crowd went, what? <laughs> and apparently, the guitar text behind the stage are going, what the hell is Wave him off. Wave him off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> By the way, quickly, I need to tell you, he hates my impression of him, and he told me why a few months ago. He said, you make me sound like I own a hair salon in Long Island. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. The, the truth is, it's spot on. Yeah. So, yeah. What a great premise. So, oh, this weekend God. at resorts, you'll hear Paul Stanley, hair salon owner. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. There's a show on uh, Friday at 9, and then Saturday, two shows. Two shows. And 10 p.m., and you can get tickets at getgas.com. Um, or I'm sure you can go to the resort's uh, website as well. But you will be howling in laughter, friend. And we know you have deserved that and earned that. So go see Craig and uh, Don Jameson, who yeah, we love to death. We love Jameson. Surprise guest. And where have you been? You need to come back here more yeah. often, brother. All right? I agree. It's been right? way too long. Looking yep. for it next been time. years. We're like best friends now. <laughs> we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> Nobody um, will call me when I leave the studio. But <laughs> not at all. No, not once. We love you, Craig. Thanks for being here, man. I really felt that. Enjoy. Enjoy. Craig Guest, everybody. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. A to Z. More guests coming up on the Preston and Steve Show. Stay right where you are, friend. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying, open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHATE-STEVEN-SINGER.COM. 
Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye flawless, near colorless, brilliant cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14 karat safety silicone backs. I hate Stevensinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have a piece of music to play for our next guest and I. God, I love this. Isn't this the best? Yeah. Uh, he is a documentary, documentarian who is bringing us a six-part nature doc series filmed over 219 days in Antarctica, the Galapagos Islands, Botswana, Patagonia, Indonesia, and Central African Republic. And it starts streaming tomorrow on Disney+. Plus. Please welcome Bertie Gorey with Animals yeah. Up Close. Bertie Gorey. Bertie, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We are doing fantastic. First of all, thanks for joining us. We uh, appreciate it. And, and I have to ask, when you head out on an excursion such as this, over this amount of time, are you doing this as uh, it, w- per location at a time, or are there a few different crews that are out at the same time trying to capture? Because I got to imagine you need a lot of uh, 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 a whole lot of resources in order to capture the things that you guys find. Yeah, well, I mean, so so the form bringing oh no a life animal. Birdie, unfortunately, the signal that we have for you keeps uh, breaking up. We're only hearing like every handful of words. Um, Let's hope that this uh, clears up here again. I'm sorry. If you could start again because uh, we're we're getting a a poor signal from you. Is that any better? Can you hear me better now? Yeah, that does sound better. Yes. Perfect. Um, So, yeah, because the, the format of the show is is this, you know, we're bringing you incredible animal behavior, but alongside that, also the, the behind the scenes into our struggle to keep up with these animals. That means that, that I've got to be on, on every shoot. So sadly, there is only one of me. So it was a pretty action-packed schedule. Um, no. We filmed those, those 219 days over, over the whole year. Yeah, wow. it's, it's phenomenal stuff, and the stuff that you've done over the course of your career has been phenomenal. And and it's interesting, Bertie, because just recently I started to get in, into uh, photography, and I've always heard that you know if, uh, you see people out at, at uh, you know if they're on vacation or they're taking pictures, and they there's there's sort of the camera between them and and the subject, but yet getting into photography a little bit and and um, learning how to capture things. I thought on this vacation that I recently went on with the object of using the camera, it actually connected me more to what I was looking at. Um, do you find that holds true for you? Totally. I mean, that's, that's why I originally got into wildlife photography is that I found it was a really good way to channel my obsession into uh, into getting getting near to these animals, you know, on their terms w- without without disturbing them. So, so 100%. I think key is making sure that your your skills you practice so much that it becomes second nature, and so it then doesn't detract from the encounter. No. I think if you're not super clued up with your with your camera. Um, there's there's the potential that it, yeah it would detract because you're you know you're, you're more focused on where's the the different settings and the buttons rather than what's this animal about to do next. Well, what you do and your contemporaries do so well is, and it can be in just a picture and a little slice of video, uh, it, without words can bring an understanding 
to you know to the wildlife and these these magnificent animals and creatures that live around the world. Um, and you've you've been so many places, and in this series in particular, was there one? And I'm sure there's. I mean, we're very much looking forward to it. Was there one standout moment where you had a revelatory realization at a particular animal you were looking at? I know the elephants that you were uh, were um, chronicling uh, were impressive to you. These are these are forest elephants, correct? Yeah, so the, the forest elephants were, were magical, I, I think, because most people, when they think of elephants, they think of uh, savannah elephants, which right. is another species of African elephants, um, you know, that live at, alongside lions and in the wide open plains. Forest elephants live deep in the jungle. I think in terms of one really key moment for me in the series was, was actually in Antarctica for our killer whales episode. And everyone always wants to know just how smart are wild animals. Um, well, we went to film a very special type of killer whale, which to me are the best example of animal intelligence anywhere. There's only a hundred of them in existence, and they have learned that as a team, um, they can hunt uh, Weddell seals, which is a seal that likes to rest on pieces of ice. Uh, so they're resting out the water, which should be out of the reach of a killer whale. But these killer whales have learned that together as a team, they can use their bodies to create a wave to wash the seals off the ice and into the water. Crazy. Um, it's just the most extraordinary piece of animal intelligence. Uh, I, I would imagine, Bertie, when, when you happen to capture an animal uh, exhibiting behavior that has never been seen before, that either that or finding a, a species that hasn't been documented yeah. before, those have to be two of the biggest holy grails when you're out doing this type of work. Totally. I go beyond that. You know, often we're, we're fortunate enough to have tools, you know, things like drones that, that have not been used on particular animals. So actually, I, I get an equally big kick out of out of seeing an animal that people think they know and showing it do something, something that, you know, that people haven't seen before from, from a new perspective. Uh, and technology really is a, is a key tool for us. Uh, and, and getting that aerial perspective with drones has been a has been a game changer. I wanted to ask you about. So I know you were in uh, Indonesia and, and Galapagos, and you do a lot of diving. You were you were kind of raised on water sports, but you're using this this newer and I've seen it uh, this this rebreather that really eliminates uh, uh, bubbles and uh, and so it it doesn't frighten away things that you're attempting to chronicle. Can you explain a little bit how that works? Yeah, it's, it's, so it was originally developed for the, the military. Um, and as you say, unlike traditional scuba diving equipment, it doesn't make bubbles. So when you breathe out, instead of making bubbles, it transfers that breath through a tube into a bag on your back. It removes the oxygen, uh, removes the carbon dioxide, I should say, adds a bit of oxygen, and then it gives you that same breath back. You're rebreathing. And as you said, uh, that means that you're not making noisy bubbles that scare the, the marine life. So, so, you know, animals come a lot closer underwater. Um, you know, animals that, that I think people often think of as being very bold and brave, like sharks, are actually often quite timid underwater. So if, if we're not making bubbles, we can get closer. The other thing that it does is that because we're, we're recycling our air, we can stay down for much longer than before. So we were doing dives that would often last three or four hours underwater. And that means that instead of being a temporary visitor to these marine environments, you know, coral reefs, you're suddenly 
thought of as part of the landscape by all the other animals there. Um, so again, you can get much, much closer without without disturbing these animals. That's amazing. And uh, to the earlier part of the conversation about knowing your equipment and, and having it be second nature, I mean, this is a lot of this is very innovative. How long does it take you to get up to speed where you are at that level, where it's not um, it's not a, a a step between you and your subject, where it's just second nature? Totally. I mean, in the case of a rebreather, they're, they're potentially very dangerous tools uh, if you don't know how to use them properly, especially if you're distracted by some amazing piece of animal behavior. So we do a huge amount of training uh, to, as you say, make sure that it's, that it's second nature so that it feels just like, you know, walking, uh, you know, or breathing, you know, so that it's, you know, we're, we're focused entirely on, on what the animals are doing. Um, in the case of our Galapagos episode, we used rebreathers to allow us to get very close to sharks and sea lions and actually for the first time showed a bull sea lion, so a male sea lion, defending his, his pups from a big Galapagos shark. Wow. Um, and that was really cool because the, the male sea lions are not normally thought to have any role in parental care. Uh, it's all down to the female. So nice that the male uh, turns out is going some way to pulling his weight uh, and uh, protecting the pups from sharks. Bertie, the conundrum of, of loving, and, and you do phenomenal work, and Nat Geo in general does phenomenal work, and just, you know, just mind-boggling stuff. But as a viewer, a lot of times the conundrum I end up coming uh, up against is the nature of nature, which is it can be brutal. And a lot of times I have to change the channel, and, you know, when I know something's going to go down. And how, how do you, in that moment, when you're right there, and that's it's your charge to capture that, how do you work that out in your mind? Yeah, it's it's a it's a real challenge. Um, but ultimately, we're there as as journalists to document what's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, we we document what happens, and then and then afterwards, kind of decide what what we what we want to share with it. Um, on this particular project, I had an extra level of emotional attachment that I normally don't, um, because a lot of these animals that we went to go and film, I'd actually met before individual animals. So for our Patagonia puma episode, we didn't just go to film any puma we went to film one individual in particular she's called pataka and i actually met her when she was a cub four years ago wow so four years on i wanted to catch up with her and see how she was doing and it was amazing because last time i saw her she was this little ball of fluff completely <laughs> reliant on her mother four years on she's now this amazingly powerful adult and has two cubs of her own so you know i see her as, a, as an old friend obviously this is a very one-way relationship right. she doesn't care about me um, but, uh, but yeah, it meant that when she was putting herself in danger to protect her cubs or to feed her cubs, I, you know, it's that extra level of, oh, Pataka, please be careful. <laughs> yeah, well, of course, you're only yes. human. Yeah, yes. you're, you're connected. Well, it looks amazing, and uh, it starts streaming tomorrow, so we're excited, Bertie. We're, we've always been a fan of your work, so we're looking forward to seeing this. It's called Animals Up Close with Bertie Gregory. Thank you so much, sir, and have a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for having me. You too. You got it. Bertie Gregory, guys. Love their stuff. Wait, I got to hit the theme one more time because I absolutely love that. And you know what? We'll keep the theme going because we have another animal in the wild who we are going to talk to right now. (laughs) A force of nature. We'll be in the wild of Philadelphia very, very soon at the Miller Theater Thursday and Friday, 8 p.m. shows each night. We had the opportunity to have him here in our studio before, which is such a delight. Please welcome to our program via Zoom. Eddie Izzard is on. Hi. Good morning, Eddie. Thanks for joining us once again. We appreciate it. 
Good to join you. Thank you. Yeah, our pleasure. I was um, watching uh, recently um, some stand-up. Uh, you were at the Apollo. I saw this on um, uh, on YouTube. It's hilarious. It is just a scream. And one of the one of the many things I love about <laughs> your live audience shows are you are, and I'll do my best to describe this stream of consciousness yet linear. And it blows my mind how you navigate through your stories and the directions you take and are able to reel it back in. And that has just got, I can't imagine how long it takes for you to work on a routine. Or is it well, just second nature? It's, it's not that. It's actually, it's conversational stand-up. And I think a number of stand-ups do this now. Um, if you think about the early days, everything was written. If you go through Music Hall, um, uh, Vaudeville, going through that, there were pieces. Everyone was doing eight minutes, ten minutes, and six a day. And then we've got to our end of town and in our days where we, we're allowed to be comic philosophers. We're allowed to go out and say, this is my how I view life. This is what I think about this. This is what I think about that. And because I'm dyslexic, I found great difficulty writing it in the first place. So I, I found that I was workshopping pieces into existence, or even if I would write a little bit i would i would uh, keep working on it keep adding and changing bits um at a point where in in back in britain no one was changing words at all and then there's a few of us started improvising and mucking around and, and adding it on so now when like I, I just played last night in dc um and i found that i was I'm, I'm just in my mind going and then there's this and there's that and that's why it feels very loose because it is kind of conversational and that's why i can go off track because i'll just something will come into my head and i'll go off there and I say, what was I talking about? What was it? And I actually forget what I was talking about. <laughs> so that's, that's the, it's like a road journey and you can go off on little side roads and go and visit a small town and have a coffee and, and then come back on the main road. <laughs> well, there, there's a part of that too where you, you do an, an incredibly hilarious bit about Clash of the Titans and uh, um, you're just these, just these bizarre things that, that, that you're pulling up, but you, it's clear you're veering off the road and then you come back on. I have to well, ask, go ahead. I was going to say, was that release the Kraken? Then yes, yes. The Kraken. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did like the idea of retrieve the Kraken. Actually, I've forgotten I was doing that. I oh, it's, do that it's hilarious. You, you make the point that they release the Kraken, but they never call the Kraken back in. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Kraken just does whatever the Kraken wants to do. Yeah. You never say, now, Kraken, let's have, a, let's have an, after, okay, an after match report. You just went nuts out there. Well, I'm a Kraken. What can Kraken do? Actually, this, this stuff is stuff I'm just making. But it's quite nice, an after match report. Oh, you know, I was done because you, you, there's a point where you're talking about <laughs> even the Kraken at this point has become bored and is like I, I <laughs> <laughs> killing everyone. I think the Kraken kills everyone. The good right. guys and the don't kill the good guys. How do I tell the good guys? Well, they just they all right, just all right. Yeah, yeah. no, it's brilliant. I have to say, knowing the, the dyslexia, um, you did Great Expectations recently, and and you yeah. did playing 19 characters, yeah. um, and and you worked on it. Uh, I guess your 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 brother uh, adapted it because it's obviously it's a voluminous work down to about two hours. Yeah. We we are astonished, you know, at, at the concept of say the, the one person play or, or whatever. What was the, I mean? Obviously, you did it, but how much? How did you do it? I guess is my question. Yeah. 
Well, it's... I wanted to do it. I mean, I realised I'd never read a work of literature, a great work of literature, and I happened to be 150 years to the day younger than Charles Dickens. So I, I did this audiobook thinking, why don't I do an audiobook? And then they commission you to do the audiobook. They pay you a fee, so you have to read a book. <laughs> so it started from there where I was forced to read a book, uh, and I'm very slow at reading it, and it's 20 hours of book, as you, as you say. Then my brother cut it down, and I thought I could use the techniques I'd used in my stand-up, where I have characters talking to each other. Why are you doing this? Well, oh, because I came from Monty Python-type sketch comedy, and I brought that into the stand-up, being very influenced by Richard Pryor. And then I realized, because I've had a dramatic career for, for half my uh, existence, I thought, well, why don't I do a dr drama versions on stage? And Great Expectations got these rave reviews in New York and then rave back in London. And now we've got Hamlet coming up in January in, uh, in New York as well. So back at the Greenwich House Theatre. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's a real... It's tough. It's 15,000 words to learn. And you can't really verify. Occasionally I veer off, but that's just because I've forgotten where I was. And then I, I can almost do Dickens, Dickensian speak now <laughs> to ad-lib my way back onto the track. So you can, you, when you can ad-lib, uh, give Dickensian ad-libs, that's pretty state-of-the-art. Yeah. Well, uh, do you, do you have, have to do Dickensian and, and probably Shakespearean because <laughs> I will lose my track at some point. And it's better than saying, what's the line? That doesn't sound so good. But it's much better <laughs> to say, for suit, I, that I would take from this, uh, but we should more. And, and I, can, I can just work my way back onto it. I've got a big mind map. Because of my lack of, of brilliance in writing uh, the, the word on the page, I seem to have developed this big mental map where I can see words, where I can see the pages. Yeah. Not brilliantly, not like Sherlock Holmes who could memorize things or some of these uh, people who are brilliant at saying, I could just see the entire page. But I, I've got quite a big memory in there. So that's how I use it. And it seems to work. People seem to like it. Uh, Eddie, Steve and I are both <clears throat> fans of, uh, of audiobooks. I listen. I usually always have one going on at all time. And um, have you? Uh, how many of you managed to uh, narrate now? Are you can say? Are you doing it regularly? No, narrating. Oh. I'm only my own book, believe me, and Great Expectations, both of which are out there. Okay. But to actually read them out, it's not my biggest joy to sit and re to ah. listen to them. It's a big joy, but to actually do them is is a little bit of a punishment. Yeah, for me, I, I, I know a couple of people have done it. It's very laborious. Yeah, it's you've got to go through it and you make a mistake and, and you want to make it perfect. And also, if you're doing character work, you've got to separate the characters down to a character. And then to a character, you know, if you're playing Miss Havisham, it must be at a different place to Estella, who is a younger girl. And Miss Havisham is obviously a much older woman. And you've got to separate out. And you've only got the voices. You haven't got physicality to help you. Um, you've got just sounds. And that's tricky. And it just takes a hell of a lot of work. And... Um, so yeah, I will occasionally do them <laughs> okay. rather than make it my main thing. I always, I always considered it, and I was, I held off for the longest time because I considered it cheating. Uh, you know, you're not really reading, and and then I, and then I, I thought to myself, well, I'm, I'm missing out on so much because I don't have the time. And then once I got into the world, I, I just went crazy. And then you, and let me ask us if this is true of you. You hear someone who you've heard on another book who really isn't that good, and you're like, oh, I can't get into this. <laughs> you can be affected simply by, as you said, the performance, the reading can really yeah. can kill it. Yes, that that is un uh, unfortunate. Sometimes 
uh, it just doesn't work. Sometimes the timbre of the voice, just how the voice sounds, you think, I don't think I don't want to listen to that particular person <laughs> for true. 20 hours. Um, yeah, it is It is a curious thing. And I and I, I don't know what people would think of, of me reading the, the two books that I've read. But, uh, it, yeah, and there's some people who make it their whole thing. They've, they've, they like it. They've got it. They've made it into their own personal industry. They're going to read all the great classics and have them out there. And um, it's, it's such a it's such a good thing to do, especially for people who are dyslexic at whatever level. If you can, you know, consume it that way, you're 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 yeah. getting some of this great work. You're getting it in yes. some way or another, and that does make a difference. I wanted to ask you because you perform stand up in multiple languages, mm. and yeah. and I'm fascinated by that, and I'm fascinated by what ports you know between languages, and I believe it's your contention that really it, it, it's pretty linear except for references. Reference. Right. References. Can you exactly. explain that? Just think, if you think of alternative music, the alternative music bands, when they play, the mainstream pop audiences don't want to go and see them. But if they go around and they're playing in France and Germany and whatever, then the alternative music audience turns up for that. If you think of independent films, much more edgy type films or independent theater, that will be seen by a certain audience. And that's the same for stand-up. So uh, my example was human sacrifice. If you say, <laughs> I talk about human sacrifice, because back in the day, we, it was all around the world without anyone talking to each other, but this kind of uh, political, religious political control. And someone was saying, the weather is bad, the crops have failed, the gods obviously hate us, so we're going to kill Steve. <laughs> and you would expect someone to say, whoa, why Steve? I mean, surely the gods created Steve. And, and then they say, oh, you're complaining. Is it Jeff? Right, well, you're, you're next in line, Jeff. <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking that loud. Right, good luck, Jeff. Or I'll and now, if you say that in any country, any city, any town, everyone goes, yeah, why on earth? Yeah. We used to kill people yeah. to help the crops. Surely that was political control. Um, and so that's the thing. Whereas if you talk about Hershey's bars or you talk about uh, Twinkie or you talk about something that's very American or some sports star that's very known in America, not known elsewhere, or political people known in America, not known, you go to another country and they might go, now, who is this person? Now, what are you talking about? What is a Twinkie? I don't get it. Whereas you talk Kit Kat, you talk Mars Bar, they, they're all around the world. If you talk uh, Nelson Mandela, everyone knows him. You talk Barack Obama, everyone knows him. So there's, you have to get your references kind of universal. That's the thing, universal references. And then it, it, it works. Or you can actually explain things. I've talked about Henry VIII, who's not known. Everyone knows the concept of a king. Right. Like, just say he... He ate a lot and he got very overweight and, and he ate cows and ducks and things. And, and then people go, okay, this is a crazy king. And then you can, you, if you explain your terms, you can use them in your comedy, just like any story would be about um, some, you know, a film could be about a story that, that you didn't know the, the, the references of or what's going on it. But as it gets explained in the story, you go, okay, I know that it's about, a, it's a tribal story about, you know, people living in a tribe. And so I understand that's the head guy, that's the witch doctor. Okay. And you can work it out. So you you just have to explain your terms in it. But if you assume that people will understand your references, it will fall down. But humor is human. Well, it is it is universal. It, it, which is amazing. And I, I, what I love about your stand-up um, is, is uh, and I love this about Norm MacDonald as well and a number of other people, the, the economy of language getting you to where you need to get to. Um, so, so which leads me to the question, have you ever uh, put together a stand-up set in, uh, not in English first? Have you ever put a, together a stand-up in another language? 
that last one, I wasn't into Brexit, this sort of idea of my country doing kind of like secession happened in America. Um, so half the people in our country said, come on, let's, let's, let's go away and be on our own. <laughs> and and uh, we're having a bad time about that now. But, and I wasn't into that. So I thought I'll de- instead of developing and doing workshops and doing um, uh, working progresses shows, which I normally do in English, either in America or in Britain, I thought, let's do it in French. So I did two months in Paris, tous les spectacles en français, improvisation en français, and going, hey, je suis, je m'appelle Elisa, je suis ici, pour improviser, pour, pour faire rodage, they call it rodage, rodage, which I really oh, like. Wow. Getting on the road and, and working your, your stuff in the place, rodage. And, um, and yes, yeah, so I did it for two months, and then I got about 20 minutes in French, and then I translated that into German, and I went to Berlin and continued doing it, Alice auf Deutsch in Berlin. And so it's kind of beautiful to do that, because it reaches out, hopefully French and German kids going, well, if that... That English-speaking kid's doing it. I'm, I'm going yeah. to go. I'll do different things. And it, 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 it makes the connections. That's what I'm all about politically, as I'm someone who's about to stand uh, to be a member of parliament in the UK. I want to make connections rather than break connections. That's what my life's about. You have such a, uh, a fascinating life. You're so uh, uh, cultured, and, and you've taken in a lot in your lifetime. I don't know much about your uh, your family life, or, 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 or your, your uh, mother and father. Were they performers? Were they uh, or, or, or any siblings or anything? Does, does this thread through the family line? The, the, the type of person you are. No, the performance. Mum was a nurse, but she loved amateur dramatics. She really did love it. She died when I was six years old, back in 1968. So it's a long time ago. It's a very sad mm. uh, part of uh, the Izzard life, and it was devastating for Dad and my older brother Mark. Um, but she loved to uh, to sing and to do, to do small sketches kind of things. Not really Monty Python. wasn't as wacky as that. Dad was more into uh, comedy. <laughs> uh, the Goon Show, which is Spike Milligan and Peter Sellers. People yes. Peter Sellers. That, that were in big influence on Monty Python people, now Monty Python. And so I was influenced by Python and the Goons. And so we grew up with a good sense of humor in the family. Dad had a great sense of humor. My older brother, Mark, has a great sense of humor. And we were sometimes, we could be a triple act doing one-liner, 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 one-liner. And, it, um, and that was great. But I never got to experience that with mom because she died when we were oh, so young. But the that. performance comes from her and the ability with words. That Dad loved chatting. You know, as I was saying, I was going, I'm going into politics now to stand in Brighton uh, in the south of England. And uh, Dad just loved, he really liked people. He could interact with people. And I do the same thing, and, I, and I'm about 80% dad. That's what I am. Normally, you think you're 50% mom, you know, 50% dad, but I seem to be about 80% dad. It, it, um, it's funny how it works out like that because my 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 dad, my my mom. It, when you describe your your mother, is very similar to, to my mother, at least in I think in temperament. Um, she passed away when I was was 20. I never got to really see whatever level of success I've achieved, uh, and so you know, there's always that question: what would what would you'd hope mom would be proud, you know, and and that. Yeah. Mo- that motivates you in, in a way, and, and it did you. It basically directed you towards theater, correct? Oh, absolutely. The, she died when I was six, so, so that was March 68, and just before she died, I, I played a raven. She did. She made the costume out of it. There was a sort of pattern thing to make the costume, and even though she was ill, she, she made this for me, and there's a picture of me standing in a raven costume in the garden, <laughs> not looking terribly pleased about it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember playing this raven, and and I got a laugh, but an accidental laugh. I didn't know what I was doing, and I just don't remember being 
that into it. And then about a year later, with this sudden loss of, we didn't know mum was dying. This is the thing. We, we, there was an idea, there were two ideas. Either you tell, which I think is a better idea, you tell the young kids that the parent is going to pass away to get them ready for it, or you don't, so they keep enjoying life with your you know, parents still there, your mother, father. Uh, and then there was this sudden ch- shock of, of her disappearing and never cut seeing her ever again. And um, and I felt this devastation of loss of affection and love because she was very loving. And then about a year, it's about January of, of 1970, so almost about two years later, I see a play and I go, oh, this I need because the kid on stage was getting a great reaction. And I thought, I need that. I want to be on stage. I want to do that. And I think I swapped, I, I mentally was swapping the idea of, of the audience's affection from mum's affection. Oh. And I think... I think I think it's a psychological thing, which isn't necessarily bad yeah. because it is it is conditional love. A mother might give unconditional love even if you stray from the path and you become an idiot and they still love you. But <laughs> an audience, I think, will go, no, hang on, you're doing rubbish now. This performance is not good. <laughs> I want to see the good stuff. Do the good stuff and then we'll give you affection. And so I work for that from an audience, but I try and do good work so that they will give, ah, yes, there, here's a bit of an applause for you for doing good work. You just described the Philadelphia audience, by the way. They'll let you know for sure. <laughs> by the way, Eddie's yeah. going to be at the Miller Theater Thursday and Friday night, 8 p.m. both nights. Uh, Eddie, I am so impressed by your uh, cosmopolitan nature, your ability to speak so many different languages, uh, the fact that you've traveled the world. Uh, and I had forgotten, and I read it again this morning, that you were born in Yemen, which is a country that yeah. fascinates me uh, because it is in many ways a broken country. Have you ever returned? And, and what were your impressions of, of that place then and now? Well, 2008, we went back. Um, uh, I was doing the, the series The Riches in America and... Um, uh, because the writer's strike happened back then. That was the previous writer's strike. And we said, okay, we, well, we can't work. Um, why don't we go see Yemen? I don't know quite how I linked those two together. But it was, it, and it was, it, it was, you know, there was, it was before the Civil War. Now the Civil War's happened and apparently it is now easing up, which is a great thing that, and I've raised money. I've helped raise over a hundred thousand pounds to try and get, uh, help people in, in Yemen having this terrible time of a proxy civil war, which for people in America, people in Britain, it's like, what is that? Other countries are, are backing forces to fight the civil war in there, which is just a hellish thing for them to live through. Um, so we went back there. We literally only had three days. But Dad could say, there you were born. That was the hospital where your mum worked. This is where I used to, my offices were. And he was there eight years. Mum was there five years. So it was a big uh, the city of Arden, which the British call Aden, but it's in fact Arden in, in Arabic, and um, that's where we were born. And so I never forget that. I always say that it's the country of my birth is Yemen, and uh, I want to help and yeah. hopefully think better now yeah it's 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 a it's a terrible situation and and we you know you we we obviously are aware of your 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 charitable work which is amazing but that also leads into the category of you being damn near a superhero in your physical capabilities because you did that <laughs> marathon and what was it what did it end up being it was a, a well 43 and 51 days around the uk then 27 marathons and 27 days in south africa which was tough because the heats get up to what 110 fahrenheit um uh, in the day and then there was nine was it a 29 in 29 days and then i did ones on treadmill as well during lockdown i did 30 31 minutes <laughs> it's, 31 it's superhuman i mean I, I, I have to ask you were you under medical supervision at any of this time because it's yes yes okay. 
um, uh, loosely initially, and then more, you know, more. Yes, yeah, so I was under medical supervision, but it's it's not that super. Other people have done stuff. There's American runners who've done amazing things. There's people around the world. There's a guy in India who was a hundred and he kept running marathons, and and so it, we can do this. It's just that I can set up uh, maybe because I came out as trans back in you know 38 years ago back in 1985 that was the thing i thought it would be more honest to be more open about it um but it was quite a tough thing to do and people would give you a hard time in the street or fight you in the streets right and because i i felt this was positive but difficult i can do other things which are positive but difficult including running marathons and helping raise four million over four million pounds now which is about five million dollars uh, for, for charity around the world so I love doing that I mean I, I don't I love finishing <laughs> doing it I definitely really love Eddie <laughs> we, we- we we hear tell that that even one marathon uh, can wreak havoc on your nipples if you're not properly prepared. <laughs> yeah, um, you must have this down pat. Well, yeah, it it, it depends. There's certain the, the chafing of of bodies, but it's also how fast you're going. I think the faster you're going, the more chafing happens. <laughs> and I'm going quite slow because I'm doing them every day. So uh, if the world record is is two hours from marathons, I am doing six hour marathons, but um, wow. which seems like Jeez. well, that's a lot slower. But then I'm doing one the next day, and the next day, and the next day, and the next day. The, right, you um, win. That- Yeah, that's how I do it. Wow. I I mean, I have a friend who she is over 70 now and just, you know, is is, is, and listen, I I like to try to run. And I wanted to ask you this because I ran into this issue. I went uh, for a nice jog in the spring and uh, I thought it was uh, not cold, but uh, it but it was a little too cold for my lungs. And I want to know because I thought maybe I was dying because I was (laughs) tasting blood in my breath. And as it turns out that that is not uncommon, uh, it's not something you want, you know, but you're like you're you're basically busting like capillaries and stuff like that. And, and there is bleeding, but you're not necessarily bleeding. Do you ever run into that from time to time in, in colder temperatures? I don't think or so when I ran through Europe, it was really cold, but I don't think I've had that. Well, maybe I have. And I've just ignored it because there was so much other rough stuff going on, you know, just <laughs> yeah. cold I was. I had multiple layers on. I just needed to get this done and then move on to the next city to run the next one. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I I don't know that exact thing. But, yes, I think a, a medical doctor would probably be a better person to explain on that than me. I, I tend to feel that you should run through. There, there's a thing, if, you, if, you're, if you're training or whatever, that, that somebody might go, oh, that hurts a bit, I'm going to stop. But I think, oh, that hurts a bit, I should walk. I should walk it out. I should get my hands in there and just have a go at it and just try and ease it up. You can keep going through things, as people do in wartime, you know. Um, in really tough situations, things hurt, but the human uh, body can be tough. If the brain is telling the body, keep going, you can keep going uh, in a lot of circumstances. Speaking of the military, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, were you not at one point uh, planning yeah. on going into the military? And in fact, you were looking at what is, I guess, the British equivalent of a Delta Force, something like that? Yeah, I, I was. I was kind of obsessed in special forces. And, and that was it, it was the way I felt I thought. Uh, it, I don't know. It just seemed to be that's the one I want to do. So I knew about the SAS. Uh, I knew a lot about that. And you had to get in. You have to. I, I think you can uh, apply for Delta Force or SEALs straight out of uh, civilian life. I'm not sure about that in America. But in Britain, you have to go through being in the Marines or the Paras or 
regular army and then apply to, to special forces. And that was my thing. And then I thought, hang on, which war will I be sent to? And I realized <laughs> if you're in forces, you can't choose which war you're sent to. I'll do this war. No, it, you know, World War Two was, was a war that was very clear and I would I would have I would have volunteered at fifteen. I would have been in there. I just would have got in there. Sure. But um and so instead, I feel that the whole thing about coming out as trans and whatever and fighting those fights or just trying to be myself, that was my fight. And so I've done that and, and tried to stand up for myself and, and keep going. And, and, and the mental health that it gave me, it's a good, positive mental health. And no, no one was, you know, apart from a few, a few fights in the streets, it wasn't no one was getting hurt by this the way I was doing it. So that's been my special forces. Civilian division. <laughs> Civilian division. <laughs> special forces. Yeah. Eddie, yeah. As, as we're doing this interview, I glance over at our text messages and I knew I would see this the second I look over and it's a text that says uh, cake or death. So <laughs> yes. that bit, how, how long ago, and, and that bit still rings true, how long ago did you do that? Well, it was talking about fundamentalism because it was the first was it the first time that Islamic fundamentalism had came on the scene, and then I realised that we'd had in Christian fundamentalism uh, before, which you know, in the Christian faith, some people who worship the Christian faith in America take it to what I feel is an extreme that, that Jesus wouldn't agree with. But then, as back into the Spanish Inquisition, it was and death was included within the you're going to agree with us or you're going to die. And I was talking about the Church of England in Britain, which uh, because we have the Catholic church and the, and the church of england which is the protestant church but back in the day back in the 1500s around shakespeare's time it was we will burn you at the stake if you even read from the wrong bible and they kept swapping kings over who were swapping faiths over. Right. so it was a you know it was a fundamentalist time and now we're much more chilled and the idea of being having a church of england fundamentalist that's where it came from because they're all about have a cup of tea have a bit of cake and then there's a raffle and we're going to win something raising money they're all very nice and helpful people and and i, I can get on very very easily with Church of England people, um, uh, probably uh, Catholic Church people in Britain. It's all everything's quite relaxed on that religious front in, in our country. But um, but the fundamentalist, the idea of having a Church of England fundamentalist, that's where cake or death came from. Would you like cake or do you choose to die? So well, everyone was going for cake and then they ran out of cake. <laughs> I was doing that last night in DC, so it's kind of crazy. People do want to, they do say to me, "Cake or death," and I go, um, "Or I just say or," and then. <laughs> But it's great that that, I, I know you've done that routine uh, quite a while back, and it still resonates. People still love it. I mean, it, it, like, if you if you do a search on Eddie Ezzard on YouTube, that one, like, comes up immediately. That and Death Star Cantina, that, <laughs> that comes up a lot. And, uh, yeah, there's a number of Sanjay sur la Branche and talking about weird lines of French that you were taught at school or Spanish, which you didn't think were very useful when you got to the country you're going to speak the language in. So you get taught this odd uh, these odd phrases which don't help. It's brilliant stuff, and if you think about, you know, and you talk about earlier with your with your your mother and the the the, the ingredients that go into the human stew that generate, you know, all these attributes that you have, you know, and these things that make you who you are. How how they are sort of, you know, piecemeal together through life, and and you may not, you know, it, it's you're not in the moment realizing it, but in retrospect, it's like, oh wow, what a what a fascinating thing. I mean, because do you get time to Breathe in the success that you have had, or is that something you don't have time for? 
No, I think it happens in real time. As I said, as I mentioned, I was campaigning uh, back in the city of Brighton in the south of England and, and people in the streets that come up and I know they're reacting probably from the marathons or from some film, dramatic film I've been in or some comedy uh, special that I've done um, from a number of things or from the Great Expectations um, uh, dramatic version, one person version that I did before. So I know that I'm trying to do things that impress me in the end, you know, because I'm really, I think most of us are kind of just average people when we grow up. Some people are kind of born special and that they have to kind of deal with that because that, that takes them to a, a slightly odder place as well. But most of us are born just like most people. And then we try and I've tried to add layers of interestingness on top so that I'm going, well, that was good. Oh, those masters, that's pretty good. And, and so I'm trying to like myself by doing things which I think are positive and helpful uh, or dramatically interesting or comedically interesting and out there and pushing the edge. And and then I you, you can live with yourself. It's good for your mental health. Get yeah. mental health. Yeah. We never used to talk about it, and now we do, and I think that's a good thing. Well, I, I think there's a good mental health treatment available to people now. Want to Absolutely. Take it? <laughs> Thursday and Friday night, uh, you'll be able to see the shows at the Miller Theater, 8 p.m. Both nights, you are fascinating and uh, entertaining individual, Eddie, and it is great to talk to you, and we hope you enjoy your time in Philadelphia. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It'd be great to be back. Our pleasure. Eddie is our yeah. guy. Man. God. What an individual. Something yes. else. What a life. Awesome. Love it. I mean, right. you know, even in, in that, um, uh, what is it? Um, always, always shines. Uh, my my uh, ex uh, superhero. What was it? Oh, my, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my uh, ex uh, super, my girlfriend. My ex. Super, uh, my, my super ex. My, my yeah. super ex. Girlfriend. It's it's sort of a lesser movie, and it still has its moments. It's yeah. with Uma Thurman, yeah. and, and uh, 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 you know the, the cast is good, but he is the nemesis who yes. has he has a reason for being the nemesis. Yeah, and stands out. Yeah, yeah Uma Thurman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's great in that, so uh, that was awesome. All right, a uh, couple of reminders of some things that are taking place. We are, oh, it's my super ex-girlfriend. There we go. There what, we is. what were we saying? I don't know. We were saying I walked the line. Okay. Uh, we have your chance to win tickets to the uh, Eagles home opener on Thursday. Uh, courtesy of our friends from Duncan, as we speak, there is a photo, there is video of a jar, a giant jar filled with Duncan coffee beans in it. So you need to guess how many are in that. If you are closest without going over, you will win those tickets to Thursday night's game. May I suggest something? Yes. We released the video of the coffee beans as a soothing ASMR mm-hmm. kind of thing. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Because if, if Been there, done that. <laughs> I love that. There we go. Uh, if it's rolling dollars, it can make that noise. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, uh, and then you go to PrestonandSteve.com, and that's how you enter your guests. So make sure that you do it that way. By the way, Casey gave me this. We have tickets to see Eddie Izzard. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> the Thursday night show. We'll take call number, call number 16 at 215. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. 263-WMMO. <laughs> I just can't believe you. I can't make that noise. Uh, and it's at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. So if you would like to go, we will set you up with those tickets right he's, now. Guys. He's hilarious stuff. He I is. mean, that Clash of the Titans cracking bit. It was cracking me up. It was just unbelievable. It was cracking me yeah. up. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. <laughs> Come back in a second. <laughs> and we'll get the bizarre files. Stay with us. For MM Barbecue, our all-day end of summer festival, Saturday at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Shine Down, Billy Idol, Larkin Poe, Aaron Jones, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven. 
Tiger Cub and Vixen 77. How we doing on the barbecue Plus, the President Steve side stage with Sidearms Live Band Karaoke, a Jackie Bam Bam DJs, and PNS Pals, Don McCloskey and Band. Gates open at noon, and tickets start at just 25 bucks. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for details, or hit up WMMR.com. Don't miss MMRBQ 2023 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Meineke, doing car care right. Also by Pro Team Collision and Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue. All right, a couple things. We are uh, at the end of the Bizarre File. Going to give away the Eagles tickets that we have. Ooh. We will announce our winner. Everything is closed down now, and that is uh, courtesy of our friends from Duncan. But before we do the Bizarre File, Kathy, you said you had a little bit of an update on the... Uh, uh, the the man on the loose, he escaped uh, combat. Yeah, they just held another press conference um, and, you know, it was sort of just what happened overnight, but uh, they were saying that they believe that they have him, you know, within this now new uh, perimeter, 8 to 10 square miles. They have about 500 officers out there in full tactical gear. Uh, the perimeter goes from Route 23 to the north, Route 100 to the east, Fairview and Nantmiel Roads to the south, and Iron Bridge and County Park Road to the west. Uh, they believe that he is in there. Uh, he's changed a bit. He left that green sweatshirt that he picked up uh, at the dairy farm. He left that, so he's he got a few things out of um, uh, the garage that he was able to get into, and including a rifle, which they say he has. He has ammunition, um, and they're telling people they're not uh, they're not evacuating, uh, and they're not even putting a no sh- uh, shelter in place right now. They're just saying uh, to stay secure, make sure that everything is locked: your doors, your windows, your garages, your cars. I mean, he walked right into this garage. They they don't believe that he knew anybody was in the garage at the mm. time uh, but that's where he was able to get and then he, he went onto someone else's porch and got work boots so he left those prison shoes behind and now he's got work boots on. That's where he got the first vehicle is that they were they left the keys in the vehicle and that's how he was able he's to. in the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. so you can, you can really stall his efforts if you pay attention. Yeah, yep. they're not they're not commenting on any assistance that he may have received but they're saying where he is now, they're, he's not getting assistance. He's back, you know, in the middle of the woods they're saying it's similar terrain uh uh, over to where Longwood Gardens was, you know, All said right. some things different, but uh, some things similar. And they're working with the county emergency system uh, on maps, and uh, you know, there's creeks in there, uh, so they're they're back, you know, yeah. out searching this perimeter. And and during the press conference, uh, Lieutenant Pivens, who's been he's from the Pennsylvania State. Uh, police and he's been speaking this whole time. You can tell they're getting tired and a little testy with these yeah. comments because uh. people are questioning them as to. Somebody asked um, what went wrong, and he said, "I don't know why you think anything would have gone wrong. We're still out there searching for him." Right? Um, you know, they're indicating you know why do you keep missing him? But uh, yeah, he. Yeah, he wasn't so I, happy I with can that understand that frustration, but you can also understand the questions going. You know, you, you had contained in this area and it's widened and gotten away from there when you said, yeah, we think we're going to have them. So, it, listen, it's all... an interesting take on it, Preston. Okay. Shut the f*** up! That's it. <laughs> I don't know anything about anything, but it sounds to me like they're closing in on them. They're closing it up. If, I mean, no, if I'm they, serious. Yeah. Like, that, that, if I were a betting man, uh, You'd think, I think today might be the day. I, 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 shh, what if right. he's listening and now he knows that they're oh, closing it That's on. right. He's a podcaster. Well, well, this, this I know right. that he submitted for the coffee beans. Oh. oh. Yeah. He did? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the the police really, I'm, I don't want to tip them too much, but uh, they probably should head to the Springfield Mall. Oh, into yeah. The, Casey's mom saw him yesterday. Uh, oh, my God. In the parking lot outside of Macy's. She clotheslined him, but he got away, right? She he saw was running him. out and she stuck her arm out. Uh, she was walking in and she thought 
she oh, recognized so him, and then, uh, and then when she was on her way back out, she took another look, and and he was gone. No, he is was still there. To the radio, Casey is my son, and I want to tell you, I've seen the convict. So how how did she call you? Well, no, no, no. I was talking to her. I was uh, you know just doing the dishes and in, in the kitchen yesterday, and she's like, oh, and she tells me that she sees this guy, and he's wearing the sweatshirt, and blah blah blah. And, and then when she walked back out, she was like, I think that's that guy. <laughs> I go, mom, he's probably not hanging out in the Springfield Mall parking lot. He's probably holed up in the woods somewhere. And she's like, well, he was on his phone. I go, oh, oh, and now he's got a phone. Like, okay. He's on his phone. Yeah. yeah. It's funny how she forgot. Oh, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> right. I saw the escape convict today. Yeah. You know, that's though, great. do you remember the little girl? I forget her last name, but her first name was Dulce. Remember oh, yes. Yeah, 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 she's abducted from a park. Abducted from a park. Never found. Yes. Shortly after she was abducted, I was at Urban Air in East Norton, and I was like, that is her. That's yeah. Dulce. So much so. Did that, you steal her? No, cause, no. But what I I felt, I was like, if I don't tell somebody, right. what if it was her? What if it uh-huh. was? What if it yeah. was her? And yeah. so I did. I made a report and I was like, look, it's probably not. But this little girl look, had like the hair pulled back and the ponytail, like the picture they kept showing. I'm going to have to handle this. <laughs> this little, it looked like this little girl. And I just put the report in just in case. On the floor, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that little girl? All right. Well, thank you for the latest, Kathy. Uh, let's do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. All right. So I always have bear stories. It seems like uh, officials yeah, close. <laughs> <laughs> officials closed part of the Custer Gallatin National Forest in southwestern Montana after a hunter was recently uh, mauled by a grizzly bear. Uh, the hunter on Friday was tracking a deer when the bear attacked. Members of the hunting party called Casey's mother saw me. 911 and emergency crews used a helicopter ambulance to fly the hunter to a nearby hospital. The attack happened uh, south of Big Sky, a popular resort area about 55, 55 miles north of Yellowstone. Um, uh, they implemented an emergency closure in the area near the attack while authorities seek the bear, which they said may have been shot. But in recent weeks, a number of uh, aggressive encounters between humans and grizzlies Oh, in boy. Mon- in Montana. reported They recently found one, and they had to euthanize it because they found um, DNA. children in Asia? Uh, DNA evidence that it uh, it was the one that had killed this woman a little while back. Um, so if you want to see why, again, that, that nothing was as telling recently, Preston, as that video of the bear casually taking a swipe at a guy. Just a casual swipe and seeing the damage that caused. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that's how powerful they are. Yep. All right, this story is out of uh, Louisiana. A storm passed through, causing most of a Taco Bell sign to fall on a car, trapping someone inside. I mean, this sign was huge. It's like the big ones that, oh, are the, the, front, oh, really? that you see from the highway. Yeah. So the person was freed and sent to a nearby hospital. The person's condition is unknown. The sheriff said the individual uh, was taken out of the car very carefully, and miraculously, she was not injured more than what her injuries were. He found a taco in her ass. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? That came from the sign? (laughs) She was eating in the parking lot. Uh, He said, as you can tell, Uh, if you do some close-ups of where the sign actually fell, no one else was injured because it's a pretty big sign. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, we're just thankfully that nobody got seriously injured. Yeah, it crushed the car. Uh, Police also said a roof was ripped off of a restaurant as well, so it was a rough day. After enduring nearly a month of heartache and anxiety, a dog owner can finally rest after her missing dog was found safely at Atlanta's Hartsfield-Jackson Airport on Saturday. Uh, So the dog was running around for a month 
and then eventually made the call. Uh, Delta Airlines passenger Paulo, Ro- <laughs> pa- Paulo Rodriguez's six-year-old dog, Maya, was lost in August at the airport. The airport's operations team found Maya hiding near uh, North Cargo facilities. Uh, she said they had tried, but in a pa- uh, I'm sorry, that they had said the dog was tired, but in apparent good con- good health and was transported to a vet and is expected to return home soon. So they had arrived in Atlanta for a layover. Rodriguez was informed by Border Patrol staff that her tourist visa did not meet the necessary requirements. They canceled her visa and told her that she would need to return home on the next flight. With the next flight to Punta Cana scheduled for the following day, Rodriguez faced the distressing reality of spending the night alone in a detention center separated from her dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called a Delta agent who took Maya from me. She said the next day Rodriguez arrived at her flight's gate early eagerly awaiting a reunion with Maya to her dismay. She never arrived. Unable to remain in the U.S. for over 24 hours without a visa, she was left no choice. She had to get on a flight and leave without Maya. That'd be horrible. An experience that triggered a panic attack during her journey home. Well, two days after Maya went missing, a Delta representative contacted Rodriguez to share unfortunate news. He said that she was being transported to the plane on the runway and staff had opened her kennel and she escaped in the middle of the runway. Uh, Despite Rodriguez's relentless calls to Delta for updates, weeks went by without receiving any information. With the cancellation of her tourist visa, Rodriguez sent her mother to Atlanta to join the search efforts in the vast 4,000 acres of Hartsfield-Jackson Airport. Rodriguez shared the agonizing toll that Maya's disappearance uh, had taken and describing her experience as a living nightmare. But fortunately, her worst fears faded on Saturday when Atlanta airport officials announced Maya's discovery three weeks after she was lost, so she's getting the dog back. Pretty amazing. <laughs> that a dog was around that long. Yes. And they managed to find it. A Vermont uh, man, ar- I'm sorry, Vermont armed robbery suspect who police say eluded capture in the past week. Kind of reminds us of our guy here. Yes, locally. yeah, yeah. In a vehicle, on a stolen bike, on foot, and in a stolen sailboat, was arrested Thursday after he was spotted in a kayak on a river. What is that? Uh, a kay- kayak? Kayaki? <laughs> Eric Edson was wanted on accusations of a robbery of a store, impending and assaulting two police officers, and then theft of a sailboat and vehicles. Uh, police Chief John Murad said because... It of- sounds like a showcase. It was the prices right. It totally does. A sailboat and a kayak. He said because of the unusualness. And a Motorola television set. uh, Mr. Edson's various modes of flight from cars to bikes to paddle boards to sailboats to tractors. It's easy to lose sight of the fact that Mr. Edison is a dangerous person. So police had responded to a man. A sailboat. A kayak. Kayak. Police responded to a man passed out in a running vehicle that matched the description of one used in a robbery. A week before, when officers roused him, he fled at a high rate of speed. Now you need to guess his sentence without going over. Both officers with the vehicle. That evening, he fled police on foot and then stole a bicycle before stealing a sailboat on Lake Champlain. Edson was intercepted by the Coast Guard, but after the sailboat ran aground at the base of the lakeside cliffs, he fled. Police received a tip Thursday that he was spotted in a kayak on Lamoli River in Georgia. Georgia. Uh, 
Vermont. Edson landed the kayak, ran away, and then jumped into the river and swam to the southern shore where he was arrested by troopers and game wardens, police said. Basically running his own Ironman uh, triathlon. Totally. <laughs> uh, he is expected to be arraigned on Friday, by the way, and that is what I have in the bizarre file for you for now. Alright, all morning long we have asked you to take a look at this giant jar of Dunkin' coffee beans that we have and try to guess how many beans are in there. And I want to thank our interns for meticulously counting through all of that and figuring out our number. And I have the number, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. So the exact amount... Does anybody want to guess, or do you guys already know? I I don't know. I have to recuse myself. Um, Are we allowed to guess? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, (laughs) 10,100. 10,100. That's actually a really good guess. That's a real... The actual retail price or amount of beans is 10,422. Our our closest guess... Yeah. Was ten thousand four hundred and twenty? Wow! Two Seriously? beans off, and that means our winner is Lisa, and she's on the line right now. Yeah. Lisa, hi. Hi. Congratulations! You got closer than anyone else. Ten thousand four hundred and twenty, and the exact number was ten thousand four hundred and twenty-two. That means you get tickets to the home opener on Thursday night. How about that? Oh my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> it is our pleasure. Where are you from, by the way, Lisa? Uh, Marlton, New Jersey. Okay. Marlton, New Jersey. All right, do us a favor and say thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Duncan. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. All right, congratulations to you, Lisa. We hope you have a great time, okay? Thank you so much. All right, hang on the line. So, yeah. You know, it's cool is we could say all the Eagles and all that stuff because they're, a speci- they're an official sponsor. That's right. So we thank ah! Duncan for uh, giving us those tickets. And don't forget, Eagles fans, every Monday through December 25th, Duncan Rewards members can get a free medium hot or iced coffee with purchase. Limit one per member per Monday. And exclusions, additional charges, and terms may apply. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. So there you go. A reminder, we also have tattoos. Tuesday today. So make sure that you text word tattoo to 39333. We'd love for you to win a Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. When we come back, uh, well, we won't give it away yet. We still got to do trash and music. Yeah. So let's do that first. You got a little bit of time to text word tattoo to 39333. More of the A to Z coming up too. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. 
Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We move on to... What are we doing here? Oh, lesson question. Uh, Nick, did you ask a question for lesson question today? You want an early one or a late one? Uh, oh, you choose. By the way, the, the prize is going to be a $50 Rita's gift card that we will give away. So whatever tickles your fancy or tickles whatever. All right. Mark Dickey was recently in Turkey and was recovering after being rescued from a cave. After he finally made it out of that cave, what were his first two words? Wow. <laughs> Mark Dickey was recently in Turkey and was recovering oh. after being rescued from that cave. After he finally made it out of the cave, what were his first two words? All right, I remember that. 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening and you know, then you should call because we can set you up at the prize if you get it right. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Tis brought to you by New Jersey Transit, reminding you that we all need to work together to keep our transit system safe. Report suspicious activity to 1-888-TIPS-NJT, or you can text your report to NJTPD. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Robin Thicke was seen drunkenly stumbling into a potted plant outside the floor room in West Hollywood. <laughs> Thicke immediately apologized to the plant, saying he thought it was leafing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone was actually uh, granted an audience with Pope Francis while vacationing in Rome with his family. Stallone's relationship had long been strained with the Vatican after the church attempted to excommunicate him for rhinestone. My daughters? (laughs) My daughters? My daughters? Uh, Christy Brinkley's ex-husband, 64-year-old Peter Cook, eloped with his 24-year-old girlfriend, Alba Jancu, in Capri, Italy over the weekend. Cook says the 40-year age difference is not an issue because Janku has a 24-year-old vagina. Oh. And that's your Hollywood track. My daughters? All right, let's see if we... My brother? Let's see if we can get an answer. Nick, if you could phrase that question one more time, please. Uh, Mark Dickey was recently in Turkey and is recovering after being rescued from a cave. After he finally made it out of that cave, what were his first two words? All right, we will go to Brian and see if he happens to know. Hey, Brian, morning. Good morning to see you. Uh, Good morning, it. All right, Brian, (laughs) what were the two words he said when he came out of the cave? My wallet. My wallet, yes. Hang on, Brian. Your wallet, we have a $50 Rita's gift card, and you can head to Rita's for a fall pick-me-up with a frozen coffee uh, with fun fall flavors like pumpkin, mocha, and cold brew only at Rita's, and that is for a limited time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 
brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Planning on getting engaged? Then go see Angelo and the team at Family and Company Jewelers. Get her the perfect engagement ring, a ring from Family and Company, South Jersey's diamond destination. I'm going to start with news about the MMRBQ, the President Steve Show side stage, and live band karaoke with sidearm. We have our 10 performers that we announced this morning. So I will mention them. And we have a little bit more time, so we can actually yeah. hear. I didn't get to play any of the singers' voices. It was it was tough, because there's really a lot of talented singers out there. Uh, so thank you to your voting. We do appreciate that. And we'll start with the first one, who was uh, Samantha Hutchins from Del Ranzo. Here's a little bit of Samantha and her submission. <laughs> And recorded to perfection. Yeah, so that is Samantha. (laughs) So she will be on stage. Uh, So will L.J. Hall, who's from Philadelphia. There's a little of L.J. LJ Hall. Next up, we had announced Rachel Carpo, who is from West Deptford, and here's a little slice of Rachel. Great song. Great singer. Great you. Great Scott. Great us, everyone. All right, Rachel Carpo. And then we have uh, Alistair Vickler from Norristown. Here's a clip of Alistair. will be on stage at the MMRBQ, as will Christine Valenti Donnie from Essington. <laughs> She's doing karaoke, so that's uh, the other people in the crowd that are singing the other part. That's great. So that is Christine. And then from Potsdam, we have Derek uh, Pataccio. And here's a clip of Derek. Sorry, uh, there's going to be 10 singers all together. Amongst them will also be David Murray, who is from Downingtown. By the way, Steve, he was doing this in a Batman tank top. Yeah, and a, tons of Batman memorabilia. 
So that's David Murray from Downingtown. And then uh, Victoria Mappy, who is from Sicklerville, will be on stage. singing along with her, obviously. Yeah. Your fiancé. All right, and then we have uh, Sammy Vile, who is from Delco in Springfield. person that was announced was Chris Fancher from Philadelphia. And here's a clip of Chris. really loved about Chris, because I watched a bunch of these as well, is so Chris is singing She Talks to Angels, and he's in a room that's kind of like uh, I, I, I assume it's... Wild it, well, no, but I assume it's like a karaoke, but he was singing so well that people come walking up the steps just like... Who is that singing? Right, like, what right, is right. that? Yeah, yeah. So a lot, some of these submissions were were at karaoke bars, and some were uh, as they're playing with their own bands or just at home, you know, uh, tinkering around. Thanks to everyone who voted because yeah. there's yeah. A, a lot to look through, but it's very cool. And thanks to everybody who submitted because we had I think over sixty people who had uh, submitted. We have a list of all the winners at PrestonandSteve.com. And please remember, this is year two. That means we're going to be keep uh, we keep on doing it because it's so much fun. Yep. And uh, your your opportunity may. Uh, come up again. Absolutely. So please do that. And don't forget, to, not only on the side stage of the MMRBQ, which is this Saturday, by the way, and the weather looks fantastic, uh, our buddy Don McCloskey is going to be doing a set on that side stage. We're excited. And he's apparently very... Nick, was, you were saying oh, that yeah. he's, he's thrilled. Got a nice note from Don and, uh, and his buddy Brian Master this morning, and uh, they're really, really excited to be at MMRBQ this year. Get your tickets now. Come and join us this Saturday. Uh, Aerosmith postponed several shows on their North American Farewell Tour because Steven Tyler suffered a vocal Vocal cord damage. Uh, I posted on late Monday on social media. I'm heartbroken to say that I have received strict doctor's orders not to sing for the next 30 days. Uh, he went on to say that he had sustained vocal cord damage during Saturday's show. You can hear it. That, that led to subsequent bleeding. Uh, so concerts in Chicago, Detroit, Washington, Toronto, uh, Raleigh, and Cleveland are the ones affected. Aerosmith's next show is set for October 11th in Tampa. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers 2010 album Mojo is set for reissue on October 20th. For a limited time, the LP will be available in translucent ruby red vinyl. Uh, the album was recorded live in Los Angeles at the band's legendary rehearsal space, The Clubhouse. It debuted at number two on the Billboard Top 200 chart. It was the band's 12th studio album. The release of October, of October 20th is on what would have been Tom Petty's 73rd birthday. Wow. And Goo Goo Dolls will, re, will I'm sorry, release the recording of their CMJ Music Marathon performance live at the Academy from 1995. Along with it, on the eve of that New York appearance, they delivered a stripped-down soundcheck performance, and it became the first time the trio had ever recorded a live show. It's also uh, the first time they ever performed uh, Space People. Uh, Take them to space! <laughs> 
date will be October 20th. And Skid Row canceled their concert on Sunday night oh, no. in Lynn, Massachusetts due to a band member's illness. There's been a lot of that going on. Uh, details of who was sick or the seriousness of their illness were not revealed. On uh, a press statement, and the band said they are working with the venue to reschedule. And then finally, earlier, Steve, you were asking about um, MMRBQ and some numbers. Uh, not MMRBQ, about the Back to School A to Z. Right. I have the top ten most represented bands in uh, the Back to School A to Z. Uh, interesting, because we were asking uh, if the... The songs beginning with the were the uh, the most uh, represented, uh, but the artists, I certainly want to hear this. Yep, so number 10. Number 10. <laughs> a little loud. A little loud. Number, number 10 is Aerosmith. Right. Uh, number 9. Number 9. Is, uh, number 9! Is The Who. Oh. Uh, number 8, The Beatles. I thought they would have been higher up. Yeah. Uh, number seven. So so we have 30 Aerosmith songs, 31 from The Who, 34 from The Beatles. Metallica is next with 36. That's pretty wild. Foo Fighters is number six with 36. And number six. It also can just, it, it, whatever band uh, titles their songs with the widest array of letters. Mm. Uh, and then you have uh, number five is uh, U2 with 39 songs. Uh, it's an honor to be part of the Back to School A to Z and just to be in the top ten is a tribute to the band and the other musicians who know how to use letters in the titles of their songs. Also, uh, I just wanted to say that. I gotcha. Number four, Number four. is it was very loud is Pearl Jam. Uh, ah. They have 40 songs in the Back to School A to Z. Third. To be in the top five of the Back to School A to Z. And, uh, you know, beating up Bono means the world to us. <laughs> uh, number three is Led Zeppelin ah. with 44 songs. Number two is Van Halen. Wow. With 47 songs. I know. I was kind of surprised that, too. Yes, I, absolutely. And number one, Eclipsing Them All with 54 songs. The Rolling Stones. Oh, oh that makes yeah. perfect sense. Why, I saw you uh, kind of looking in the back of your head there, Nick. Yeah. I was were, thinking, were you thinking something else? I was thinking the Foo Fighters. You can look at the back of your head? Yes. I, I already said Foo Fighters. They were sixth. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought they, they, in fact, they were, the they, were one. they were number six, I think. They were? Wait, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they were. Number six. Yeah. I, 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 know we heard I thought they were ten. See, that's annoying. You thought we, they were ten? Number ten. Damn. I thought it was one of my daughters. Oh, I'm not this ready for that. This is my okay. daughter. Yeah, okay, don't worry about I'm it. I'm ready though. for number 17, though. Number 17. Now, that's a that's a more involved That's harmony. higher, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's much more elaborate. Yeah. It worked on that one. Okay. Can we try that? You're right. Number 17. You're Popocy. I, I, I want you to hear this number 17 played. <laughs> number... Seventeen. I think Kathy's got to take the high parts. Press, you take oh, the low parts. That's not good. Number seventeen. Want to try, Seven, Case? Seventeen. Ready? Three, two, one. I don't even Number know where. Seventeen. We should all do it. I think we should all do it. All right, yeah. all right. One, two, three, go. Number, Number seventeen. 17. <laughs> oh, that was. Oh my God, it was that beautiful. Was disgrace. Yeah. Is that the Eagles that I was just listening <laughs> to right there? Number seventeen. You know, you know, we've not gone anywhere near for fear because it was so perfect. Our safe light repair. I, yeah, you it was don't a need to do it again. No, I think we've done it. No. It's like did, did uh, Orson Welles go? Let's do another Citizen Kane. Yeah, no, we you, don't do you it. You guys did Merci Buku, Merci Your Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and it turned out so nicely. All right. <laughs> All right, let's try it again. 
It's 10.45. We need to stop. Three. It's 10.45. <laughs> All right, just you and me. Okay. <laughs> what are we doing? We're, we're like, wait, what are, are you, we doing? What are you doing? Just oh, say 10.45. Oh, 10.45. Hey, right. Just, just 10.45. Ready? <laughs> All right, ready? Here we go. <laughs> three, <laughs> three, two, one. 10.45. Oh, oh you, you guys let help. him hang in there. <laughs> no, just just he and I. Casey can't right. 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 Three, two, one. 10.45. 10 <laughs> That was like my Pee Wee Herman. That was worth it. Wait, should I grab the guitar? No. Okay. We're done. We are done. I need you to stop talking and listen. I need you to stop talking and listen. We need done. more numbers to sing. They should blast our show. numbers. They should blast our show. Talking. Where the prisoner is. He'll come yes. running. Yes. yes. I give up. He'll be like, just, I'm coming. We'll just repeat number 17 over and over. Number 17. He'll actually crawl out of the His woods. His mother wouldn't get him out, but. No. Yeah. Right. Back in prison. We're taking a break. We're yes. coming back in a moment. We'll have another uh, song from these Back to School A to Z, and then we will wrap up the program. Stay with us. Barbecue, our all-day end-of-summer festival, Saturday at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Shine Down, Billy Idol, Larkin Poe, Aaron Jones, Dirty Honey, Finger Eleven, Tiger Cub, and Vixen 77. How are we doing on the barbecue Plus, the President Steve side stage with Sidearms Live Band Karaoke, a Jackie Bam Bam DJs, and PNS pals, Don McCloskey and Band. Gates open at noon, and tips start at just 25 bucks. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for details, or hit up WMMR.com. Don't miss MMRBQ 2023 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Meineke. Doing car care right. Also by Pro Team Collision and Wilson's Secret Sauce Barbecue. It's the impression that I get. 93.3 WMMR. The Mighty Mighty Ballstones. And the impression that I get because B is where we are in the back school A to Z. Obviously the letter and things are going smooth sailing. Wonderful music. Great time for sure. Everything you need to know about that A to Z is available at WMMR.com, including the songs that we play as we play them for the most part. So if you heard something a little while ago, a couple hours ago, wondering what it was, or you need to remind yourself what it was, or you want a, a list of those things, go back and check it out anytime. That's what it's there for. It is 1054, wrapping up the program. It's been a busy one today. Uh, thank you very much to Craig Gass for yeah. stopping by. Craig is hilarious, man. You can go see him at Oceans Resorts Casino in Atlantic City Friday and Saturday. There's one show on Friday, two shows on Saturday. He's awesome. Uh, and so was uh, Bertie Gregory. Yes. Uh, yeah. Who's with Nat Geo and Disney. There is a uh, six-part series called Animals Up Close with Bertie uh, Gregory, and it is available tomorrow on Disney+. Plus. And then Eddie Izzard was on the show, who was wonderful, and Eddie is performing at the Kimmel Cultural Campus on the 14th and 15th this week, so a lot of stuff going on. And thank you as well to our friends at Duncan for giving us the Eagles tickets. Yeah! yeah. Awesome. Uh, today is Tuesday. That means Tattoos Day. we got a giveaway. Our gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and our winner is Stella Hagley. Yeah! From Phoenixville. 
And Stella gets a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And you can check them out at 1729 South Street in Philly or artwork samples are available at floatingworldtattoos.com or on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Stella! Um... Jackie Bam Bam is here. Yeah. Hey, man. Hello. Nice to see you, sir. I'm back. Good to see everybody. It's going to be a great week. So you're you're filling in the rest of the week for Pierre. Yeah, I'm going to be eclipsing everybody. Eclipsing. eclipsing. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> don't press, get it. press spin it out earlier. Oh, okay. Did you hear that? You said a word. Eclipsing. You said eclipsing. Did I say eclipsing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, say didn't, eclipsing. I didn't know I said that. Wow. Yeah. Nice. How have you been, man? Uh, I've been on vacation. Yeah. What's I, that word? Is, I got one. Is today your first day back? <laughs> it is, yeah. Really? Oh, where'd you go? You usually like to go fishing. You know what? I went to a couple record stores. Did, uh, yeah, I went fishing. I was in the water, though, believe it or not. Uh, I was down there with Al Casey Boy and Chuck, but I was in Avalon, went to the uh, Ocean City Boardwalk. Oh, and, nice. uh, yesterday Was it yesterday? No, Sunday, Grandparents' Day. I love this. I went to a nursing home with the Uptown String Band in Mount Laura. I wanted to mention the Arbor Terrace and the elderly community. Just, you know, their hearts were glowing for oh, that's uh, Grandparents' Day. I had a great week. Excellent, man. Mm-hmm. All right, well, why don't we get the letter of the day, and then we'll find out what you're up to, okay? I am ready. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. The letter A is in across the universe. We shall go again, Casey boy. All right, the letter A, <laughs> and we have $500 from the Bagster to give away. The Bagster is the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home. Clean up, buy it at any home improvement store, fill it, and then simply schedule your collection. And it's gone. Clean it up with the Bagster. Yeah, the Bagster. Dumpster in a bag. So what are you doing today, dude? Well, wherever you leave me is where I'm going to start. Yeah. Uh, we're in the letter T, right? Brent yesterday hit it. I wrote in my notes here in the 4 o'clock hour. Kubi uh, hit the the, the, the subcategories in the 8 p.m. And uh, I think we're going to stay there all afternoon. Nice. Yeah. A lot of songs. Mm-hmm. You got anything to give away on your show? Do you uh, know? I do not. We okay. are empty in the prize coffin. But it's right. okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got great music <laughs> that you're giving away today. It's so. all about it. All right. Let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke. Doing card care right tomorrow on our program. We will have, it's Wednesday, so Fox Good Day and Secret Text where we'll do that. And then Anthony Franzo, who's a contestant on Buddy Games. Yes. yes. show yeah. coming up on uh, CBS. Okay. So we'll talk to Anthony tomorrow okay. and see what else we can get He's into. a local and a fan of the show, apparently. That's it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 